What's going on? I'm Bobby J with City Chapters. I'm the host of the podcast. And today we got chapter 18 with Joel Barber, my man, my brother, my good friend. He is the owner of the Great PNW, which is a lifestyle clothing brand that represents the Pacific Northwest. If you don't know, I don't know where you're living, but it's probably not around here. So, um, you know, this man's done collabs with Rainier Beer, Seahawks, Smokey the Bear. He has other teams on the way. I'm not going to mention because I don't know if I'm able to, but he's got big things coming. He always does, always has. I mean, ever since this brand started, it's been running tough and it's it's a monster now. It's not stopping and it's uh, setting the culture for the Pacific Northwest really in a lot of ways. Um, at least in their in their world, it is like they have such a big following. It's an honor to have him on here. Um, that's all I got to say. I'm going to keep it short like that. But, you know, it's a it's a pleasure to have you on, Joel. Thank you for being here, man. Oh, yeah, of course. I know it's funny because we were chatting earlier, you know, a few minutes ago, how it's funny to have like this, you know, real formal conversation because this is. This is what we do all the time. Yeah. Know? So it'll be fun though. So. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny, like kind of in an official light, cause we're always at your office just chopping it up and, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to soak up game from you. So I just, uh, you know, when I started the podcast, obviously you were one of the people I knew that I wanted to have on. That's a, a heavy hitter, you know, like somebody that's like big time, you know, you're big time to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know you're humble as hell. Yeah, you you and my kids. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Big time. yeah, but uh, you know, like it, you're doing something amazing, man. And uh, there's not many people from Spokane that are doing something so intrinsic to our culture. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge that, man, and just you know, thank you no, for I your friendship, it. bro. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so let's get a little bit of background yeah. on you. You grew up in Hilliard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grew up in Hilliard. Yeah. You want me to say yeah, yeah, like elaborate a little bit about growing yeah. up there. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was, uh, you know, I, I believe Hilliard might still be the poorest zip code in Washington State. I know it, it, it was at one point. It might still be. But uh, but when you're a kid, you don't know any different. And looking back, like even like right now, like my whole family, there's still I still have family there, but uh, um so much pride in like being from Hilliard. Like I love it. Like I just, I just found out within like the last six months, like my mom was telling me like we were on welfare at one point. Like when I was born, we we're on welfare. Like we were really poor. Like yeah. I knew we had a lot of hamburger helper, yeah. like, and I, my friends, you know, I'm, I'm not kidding you, Bobby. One of my buddies, and I didn't think this was weird. Went to go stay at his house and their kitchen table didn't have a leg. There was a car tire, like where the, the fourth leg should be. And there's like, you know, covered drawers missing and stuff. And I didn't yeah. think it was weird. I was like, yeah, yeah we're, we were just all poor and we didn't mm. know any different. You know, none of our cups matched. And like, mm -hmm. you, you didn't, you just rode our bikes everywhere. And it was, uh, it was awesome. And <laughs> I went to Cooper Elementary. I think the walk was probably, and it was funny. It was like a mile. Literally it was uphill. And, uh, and, it it really, it really definitely gave me perspective as I got older. Because when I was like in sixth grade, my family moved us up to Mead, and all of a sudden, it was it was very odd. It was odd. It was like it was 
completely different. It was like big houses. Like, and I, I don't know. I don't know something. Someone must have switched. My parents still stayed working for the same companies and like maybe my dad got a big promotion or something. It was never talked about or anything. But all of a sudden we had like this bigger house and like, like, well, Grayson, who owns Bison Printing with me, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, his dad's traveling all over. My other friend, Pat, like, his parents own their own business. And, like, it was a weird world. All of a sudden, we're going to, like, um, uh, North Park, you know? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, do you guys want to go to the club? I'm like, what's the club? Like, yeah. you just go and, like, swim yeah. and, like, play basketball. Throw basketballs around. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> it was wild. It was yeah. really, really weird. But, like the same time, like I was still this kid from Hilliard and all of a sudden just kind of <laughs> thrown into this like di- really different, a lot of my friends, it was just a totally different like lifestyle. And this is like at 12 years old, probably, you know? Yeah. Um, but we just connected over skateboarding, rollerblading was big at the time, riding bikes. And then that turned into motocross and, uh, but yeah. So like growing up in Hilliard, I mean, bikes getting stolen all the time, garages getting broken into cars, getting broken into, and it wasn't weird. Like it was just like, oh yeah, all our stuff got stolen. Our bikes got yeah. stolen again. Kind of and another it, day. Yeah, like yeah. going to friends' houses and seeing like domestic violence and like mm-hmm. parents who's you know they had multiple like boyfriends in and out, and it was wasn't you know a lot of uncles and cousins living with them, and it it just wasn't a weird thing, and. uh it was just looking back. I'm like, Oh fuck it. Yeah. I'm glad that's how we grew up. Like, yeah, yeah, I love it. Like, uh, and a lot of like the, the roots of why my, my brothers, like I have two younger brothers and we're all super close. And that's cause like my uncles and my dad and his buddies were super close. And my whole life I've heard stories of the HHR, which they were known as the Hilliard Hellraisers. And, uh, which is why when I started, and when I had to do an LLC for my commercial real estate stuff, it's called HHR Properties. And it's funny because <laughs> people ask me that sometimes, like, what's HHR Properties? <laughs> like at the bank or something. I get yeah. to explain it. And I'm like, I mean, how contradictory to like <laughs> owning real estate and yeah. like the Hilliard Hellraisers, right? So, right. Um, but yeah, like I, I, tr- I, I couldn't be more thankful to like, I think it wasn't fed a silver spoon in a lot of ways, you know, mm. I definitely, definitely have had advantages in life for sure. But literally born into welfare in Hilliard and yeah. my parents were just really, really hardworking people. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was uh, kind of growing up in Hilliard. So do you have a one um, childhood story or experience that like specifically ties you to what you do today? No, I mean, overall, I think just overall my upbringing, I wouldn't say there's like this, this one thing. I think my work ethic, the only, the only thing I can pin it to is, was my dad. Like Mm. I, I still like, it's such a a memory burned into my brain because my dad was an electrician. So like a trade like that, you're, you're like on the ground, like wiring stuff up. I'm assuming like on the job site by like six, seven AM. Mm-hmm. You know, so when my dad's out the door, if I would sometimes I would hear the door shut. I'm I'm just gonna say like it's like six AM mm-hmm. and I, I would wake up out of bed and I loved running and like my dad's getting into his truck. I'm like, 
I'd open the door, you know, probably my underwear. Bye, dad. He's like, you know, bye. Yeah. I love you. You know, yeah. and like those memories and that's, and it's dark out. Like those are, and I, I it's funny because as, as a dad now, because my dad used to come home, I remember he would just lay on the, he'd be so exhausted. I'm like, let's play Legos. And he's like, just, I need a minute. And then I realized yeah. like, oh, it's good. He was like working his ass off all day. He just wanted yeah. time to like be on the couch for 20 minutes, you for know. Sure. Uh, but he was always super present. Both my mom and dad, super present in my life, always supported anything me or my brothers wanted to do, left, right, center, whatever it was. Yep, yep, we support it. They never try to steer us into like, do this sport, don't do this sport, do join this club, do Boy, Boy Scouts, anything. Like, they really have, and they always, good or bad, they've just supported us and mm-hmm. let us learn from our own mistakes. I mean, I'm sure they've they've watched fucking train wrecks in all of our life. and just like, yeah, they'll learn from it, yeah. you know? Because it also, it's like, the way we are, it's like, are we actually going to listen to them? We're always going to do our own thing anyway, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, but I yeah. think that's smart parenting from you know, what I've experienced as far as my, you know, being forced to do something kind of will just push you further into whatever yeah. it is you want to do and they don't want you to do. Yeah. I Well, I'm just going to do that more then. Right. And yeah. so it's, I think from my experience of seeing good parenting is like when you allow them just to kind of go do their thing. I'm not saying my parents are bad parents yeah. by any means. They're doing the best they could. But my friends that had parents like yours, like they hardly did any of the bad stuff that yeah. me and my other friends yeah. that were like rigid with, you know, parents. Like yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, you know, you just like, well, I don't really want to do that because I can, but I don't want yeah. to. But if you're like told, no, you shouldn't, you're like, ah, I think I'm going to do that, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I, will, I will say, I mean, we got in a lot of trouble. I was oh, in the yeah. back of cop cars more times than I can remember. Yeah, um, for sure. But a, a lot of just stupid shit. Like I'm going to break this window with a rock or I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to write dick on the side of this building with the spray painters, just stupid stuff. Yeah, you know? of course, just um, being boys. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. shoplifting, you yeah, know, for uh, sure. stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, for the most part, and even my parents still today, they're just like, they're just super chill. Like, yeah, you know, but I mean, I got my ass beat as a kid. I will say that. Like, <laughs> when I, <laughs> yeah, I, had, and, a, I yeah. had a few too, for sure. Oh, yeah. It was. It was almost like my dad. We always joke that my dad just got, he just kind of gave up. So Connor's the youngest, Casey's the middle, and I'm the oldest. And I'm like, dude, I got my ass beat more than any of you. And then mm-hmm. Casey kind of middle ground. And I think my dad was just exhausted from fucking just spanking <laughs> asses. He's like, whatever, Connor, just do whatever the hell you want, you know? So, and uh, we're all, we're all three years apart. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, I loved it. I loved growing up in Hilliard, you know, I loved growing up in Mead, you know, so I don't know. When did uh, your love of art begin? I read that, you know, and you've told me too, that your grandma kind of yep. instilled some 100%. love for art. Yeah. Do oh, you yeah. want to share any stories with her and how that kind of all transpired and yeah. kind of how that maybe engaged you into, because I mean, what you do with the P&W's art, like your graphic designs, yeah. everything is art, you know, that you create and do, whether it's for other people and brands or for the great P&W. So did you start like art when you were very young? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I know I was always like drawing and stuff as a kid, like most kids, but, uh, my, my grandma did a a ton of art, you know, all types of, uh, different mediums, you you know, acrylic painting, pastels, clay stuff, you know, like 
Um, and she actually had had a studio in her house. It was, it was amazing, um, on the South Mm. Hill. And, uh, so, but she'd always had us a lot of summers. My brothers and I would just, we get, we go to Spokane art school, which it's not, it's gone now, but it it was right next to the Spokane arena. And she'd be like, yeah, pick out some classes. So we, we do these art classes. And that was kind of where we got a really deep dive into art that like school doesn't really go to. And then we'd always would do art with, with my grandma. And, um, but then when I was in college, it was, I was like, well, my first year, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I found out the falls had a graphic design program. I was like, oh, I like art enough. I can just do art on the computer. And, <clears throat> and so I signed up and then like, I want to say for that whole first year, like every single Wednesday afternoon, I like worked with my schedule. I actually went to my grandparents' house, had lunch with my grandparents. And then my grandma and I did art together. It was like, the most special year. Like it was probably like my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I got to hang out with my grandma. And I, I remember one time she helped me like, she didn't really, I mean, she didn't really help me. She was like, here's a space. Here's all things you need. And then we just do art together. She'd do her pieces. I'd be working on something else. But like literally it was like, I remember I bought like a white foam trucker hat. I'm like, well, how do I get a logo on here? And I like painted it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean that, that time. So my, my grandma for sure, instilled in me this creativity that I would just assume it is like probably born with this is innate wanting to, to be creative, but she gave me the outlet to pursue it. And then, um, and then went to college for it. So, yeah. 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 Nice. So. Didn't you and Grayson have a snowboard <laughs> website brand? Oh dude. What yeah. was that? It was, was more, that was more Grayson's saying, and it was yeah. really honestly really fun to listen to Grayson's podcast that you did with him yeah. like a year or so ago. And like, right. Cause I, I was, in it with him and like even when he's talking about bison printing and like that was a totally I had a totally different perspective <laughs> than he did you know yeah um but uh but yeah so all the little businesses we were just doing as kids and and we uh yeah so it was snowsuperstars.com Grayson was doing snowsuperstars.com yeah yeah <laughs> love and, it. and what's funny that's is awesome. like I drew the logo for yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, what it was. Okay. That's what was hilarious. Yeah. And when Grayson would like hold a competition or sponsor a competition, like I was the one drawing these things up. And then like, mm-hmm. dude, this is like digital cameras had just come out. And like Grayson's family had a digital camera. And like we used to actually make people bootleg Mount Spokane season passes like straight <laughs> up because we, we would buy them. Like our parents yeah. would buy them for yeah. us. Yeah, We'd scan them in. Kids would come over to Grayson's house. We'd take a picture on white. <laughs> bring it into Microsoft paint, print it out, grab just one of his dad's random, like a library card. That's just like in some stash, glue it. And then just tell kids like, put it in your pass pocket and don't take it out. Cause you could show it. And and like, just don't let that get wet, you know? And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we were selling season passes for like 20 bucks or something. (laughs) And uh, that was, and then, uh, but yeah, snow superstars, we were posting up videos. It's like pre YouTube. Grace was figuring out how to embed videos and we were shooting everything on like high eight cameras and then using like firewire and getting the, in and like editing it. It was just, it was an interesting time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and then especially being able to take a digital photo also I'm like, Oh, we have a photo of us like doing a backflip. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it, it was so cool. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, and that was more Grayson's thing. It wasn't like some moneymaker, but Grayson is like, he's a really smart dude and loves that kind of stuff. So, whatever little thing he was doing, you know, I would do some graphics for it. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I would just basically help him out with that stuff. And, 
Um, but yeah, that was totally like, like his thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So was there any other businesses like ventures that you were involved with, like in high school or, uh, prior to the great PNW? Not like a formal business. We used to always try to flip stuff on eBay. One of the, mm. the, one of the, the ones that like put gas in my tank was like, uh, I would just email, I'd go through a motocross magazine and I would email every company like info at like FMF racing or info at Thor racing. Cause I knew like every company has like an info, info at, right. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, Hey, I'm like a new dealer. Can I, and I learned this term point of sale, um, products, which is like, or displays. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like stickers, banners, neon signs. Mm -hmm. And if they were really big, they, they would, I guess it just really depends on the company. Like sometimes they'd be like, you need to talk to your local rep, which is the appropriate way to do it. Talk to your like Northwest sales rep on this stuff. Like corporate doesn't deal with this, mm -hmm. but sometimes I would just, it would, it'd be like a week later. I would just get sometimes boxes, a lot of, a lot of big thick envelopes full of stickers. Like stickers were like an easy one. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would package all these together. I'd have like, 20 different companies and like I'm sitting on like thousands of stickers and I would bundle these companies together cause they're, it's kind of hard to acquire all these different companies stickers, right? Unless you go to a, a shop yeah. and maybe buy them and I would sell them like, and they'd be different price points. Like, Oh, these are big stickers and there's 30 of them. It's a hundred bucks or something. So I get all these stickers for free, <laughs> bottle them up, put them on eBay and then out the door. And, uh, yeah. And like, <laughs> Literally was selling free product that I got. Yeah. You know, that was like no business name or anything like that. I was just yeah. like, just I don't want, I don't want to work or get a job, but I need to put gas in my dirt bike and in my truck. You know, you're I'm 14, 15 years old. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess it'd be 16. I guess if I'm driving, uh, but I was doing that even before I was driving. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I used to ride dirt bikes a lot. Yeah. Competition yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Casey and I were both, sponsored my little brother connor i don't think connor was he was like a little he was younger but yeah we used to just just it was one of those things that you never i never thought i would ever stop racing hmm. um and uh so yeah we raced probably from like middle school through high school and then right at the end of high school I'm trying to think if it was maybe it was my junior year senior year somewhere around there we had <clears throat> so i also wrestled and uh it was it's kind of a uh a little bit of a bummer. Oh yeah. I was going into my senior year. Um, you could qualify for this national tournament in Las Vegas. And, uh, I believe, I want to say a tournament was in Everett, but I, I can't remember, but like, um, so like my buddy, uh, Sam Cecilia, I'm trying to think who else was there. It was pretty much like him and I, uh, really as like seniors going in, going in a lot of, a lot of other of our friends over like just weren't still wrestling by the time they're going into senior year. But, um, but yeah, so we knew like, oh, this was always because the few senior groups before us, mm -hmm. if you, you went all of a sudden they're going to Vegas. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. I've never been in an airplane. Um, so like the day before this, I got in a bad motorcycle accident. Uh, I've been in two. Um, You've been in two. Okay. One was on that's a dirt bike. A... One was when I was hit by a car yeah. a few years back. But so yeah, yeah, qualified for nationals. And then I was out uh, dirt biking with my coaches and stuff out at seven mile. And I hit a jump that I'd hit, I, I'm not kidding you, probably 30 times before this like step down. So it was nice, just floater long, 
long landing. And uh, yeah. I remember even like being in the parking lot and joking about a guy who like crashed on him. Like, how did that guy fall on that thing? Like, it was just mm. a nice, easy floater. And I, I don't know what happened. I like just didn't hit the gas off the lip. It was, I mean, it probably looked hilarious, but it, it, it dislocated my hip and broke my shoulder. I, I don't know. I just got bucked up and pretty much just scorpions. Like, dude, my Oof. bike was over top of me and I just, and, and I just watch a kid break his femur out the racetrack like a week before. And I just have this burning across the top of my femur. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I broke my femur. I'm this, and I can't move. Like, I can't, I'm like pinned to the ground because I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was this shoulders broke, this hip was dislocated, I believe, um, or vice versa. But I'm like, I can't move. And it was just like, you know, the dust settles, they get an ambulance out there. It, I will say that's probably the most pain I've ever been in in my life. Uh, mm. Because you're in this bumpy road and my hip's out of socket. And the only way I can explain this is, you know, your femur bone pops out of socket. And now I have this bone that feels like a hot knife on the inside of my ass cheek trying to rip out. It was so painful. <laughs> I just remember just like yelling, I'm like, Oof. you know, and then kind of get in the road and then get the hospital. I was in a wheelchair for a little bit. Long story short, uh, the reason I talk about the wrestling is then I was in a wheelchair and then we were supposed to go to this wrestling tournament in like three months. Yeah. And, uh, and I was so hell bent. I'm like, I'm going to get better, blah, blah, blah. Dude, not even close. Like I was just out of a wheelchair. I was still like limping around. I still went to Vegas and it was crazy to be like, yeah, probably 16. Yeah. Cause I graduated. I was 16. I wasn't even 17 yet. I don't think maybe but anyway. So, uh, so yeah, so I still went to Vegas with my buddies and, and watched them, but, watched. Uh, but yeah, so res- wrestled in high school and then raced motocross and then, uh, raced a little bit after that, but I had no desire. It honestly, like it was weird. Like that kind of wiped my desire out. Like yeah, I, I got experience in that truly like, yeah scared it was going to happen again yeah uh it was weird it really sucks it was something Uh, that something that i thought i was gonna do forever you know Mm. i always i've said this about snowboarding and skateboarding like some of those sports that you get heavy into and then there there comes a point where you have to determine how much you really love it (laughs) right you love it you love it and you loved racing but those guys that can go through something like that and keep going, oh, it, you know, it, and it's no, it's no jaunt at you for not continuing yeah. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like I've taken hits snowboarding and I'm like scared yeah, shitless to do something like that again, you know, and getting past that place of uh, like, what, where's this really going to? Yeah. What's the reward of me <laughs> yeah. like going through this and Especially continuing you're older, this? Yeah. You're older, like, yeah, yeah. skateboarding now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. things hurt way longer when yeah. you're young when you're young and people tell you like oh i used to skateboard but now yeah. when i fall you're like what the fuck are you talking about old man yeah you know somebody who's like in their 30s for and, sure and now you're like mm, yeah dude I, I went and skated with mike and them one time at their warehouse yeah. like i was just trying to like get my heel flips and kick flips down again yeah. and like the next day Dude, I could like barely lift my legs. Like <laughs> my hips were like all sorts of like tight that I had not experienced because like all those stabilizer muscles oh, totally. you use skateboarding yeah. that you're not used to. I was yep. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't even do anything but just push around and do some kick flips and heel flips. Yeah, know? totally. It's just funny. Yeah, it is different. You could do that all day as a kid and be fine. But All day. 
yeah. all day and it's nothing. You'll slam, slam, nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those are serious injuries. I had some dirt bike injuries. Luckily, I never got uh, destroyed like that, like breaking yeah. or dislocating your hip. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a serious one. Cause I just went through wilderness for a state and they're like, if you dislocate your hip oh, or you're like break a femur and yeah. you're in the back country, oh, breaking a femur. You're uh, <laughs> cause you got a, it's you not have a good. gnarly artery right there. Oh too. yeah, dude. You yeah. Know? It could you go bleed out. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, yeah. Oof. So thankfully I didn't break my femur. I did. I did later break my femur. Gosh, this is five or six years ago now, but I, it took, I got hit by a car on my, uh, out of Harley. So we kind of yeah. transitioned my brothers and I, all of us, Slowly, you know, over the years, you know, uh, didn't dirt bike as much. And then everybody got Harleys, you know. Yeah, kind of um, more street bikes. Yeah, and, and it was my dad. What's funny is my dad was the one who kind of pushed both those things. Like one day he just showed up and like, here's dirt bikes. Like he got a dirt bike. We were just all of a sudden we're dirt biking now. And yeah. then like those all kind of went away. And then he was the first one to buy a Harley. And then everybody kind of followed suit, you know, yeah. um, slowly. And uh, yeah, that came and bite me, bit me in the ass too because I <laughs> smoked my car, you know. Literally, the last thing I remember was left the skate park with a bunch of buddies, dropped one of my buddies off in my old office because he was staying the night there. Were you at the crew. Hilliard Skate Park? Uh, Joe Albee. Joe Albee Skate yeah. Park? Okay. Yeah, actually, well, it also happened to be, I, I host this like competition every year. I think this was year 11. This last year was year 11 um, called We Run This City. It's like mm -hmm. a skateboard video thing. So it was like one of those years. We always do the kickoff at Joe Albee, told everybody, bye, all right, everybody go skate. Here's the challenge list. And last thing I remember is dropping off my buddy Josh Mose, gave him the key to the office. Fucking woke up four days later in the hospital, confused as all hell. Yeah. Like, couldn't move, couldn't barely open my mouth. Definitely didn't even have the energy to like drink. Like, mm -hmm. it was, I was like in a coma. It was wild. Like, it was, I had to learn to walk again. You know, that was probably 10 days out. You know, at first it was just like standing up on the edge of the bed and just being like exhausted and just like, boom. And then it was, but it was funny because then after I took my first steps, I was like, oh, fuck, I like, I'm gonna be running soon. Like it, mentally I looked or physically looked, I mean, I was extremely broken, but mentally I was like, oh, this is, if I can walk after this, but it, I mean, I still go to physical therapy. Yeah. Still today. What but. injuries did you sustain in that wreck? <laughs> oh man. It's a lot, I know. Yeah, it was it was a laundry list. Yeah, broke broken femur, uh dislocated elbow, broken collarbone, broken sternum, broke all my ribs, all of them, some in multiple places that like that sucked. Um I I still which is funny, like I was wearing a helmet and everything, but I like with headphones in, I still can't hear like high tones, like in my right ear, which is like a weird one. Hmm. Um, my, and I've had multiple surgeries since then over the years from the exact, from that accident, but like still my right hand gets numb sometimes. Still sometimes can't feel the feeling in my, my right foot. And at the same time, like, uh, it doesn't, doesn't really bother me considering I could be fucking dead. Yeah. I could be in a wheelchair permanently. And I, yeah. and I remember what it was like to be in a wheelchair Man, yeah. like to be in a wheelchair gives you so much more respect for people who are in wheelchairs and how hard the world is to navigate. It's it it, it it's crazy. Like you don't think yeah. about it. Even getting into this building, mm -hmm. there was like two stairs, even mm -hmm. to get up to the, the the whole stairs. And like, yeah, dude, I I legit used to like 
and think, I mean, I was only half of me was broken, but like I would be able to like, I still had one foot and one arm. So I was able to go place with my wheelchair, throw it up and hop back in it. But like, if you couldn't do that, like, I, I don't know what it would take. I don't know if there is an elevator to get up here or whatever, but like, right. It's just change. It's oh, everything's different. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. put in my own socks, you know, yeah. like, um, and that, that sucked. But yeah, so the getting hit by the car was like, that was one of the, the most like life shattering things I've ever had. Instantly. I, I, I couldn't work out anymore. I, I couldn't skateboard anymore. I couldn't ride a dirt bike anymore. Like things that I would do to like kind of just relieve stress. So that was yeah. a, like my hobbies. Mm-hmm. And instantly now I'm stuck in a bed for like a month, like just withering away. Like, I think I left, I left the hospital, like close to like just barely over 140 pounds. And like, I went in probably over 160. So in the, in the course of like two weeks, just, just like, just yeah, dude, my clothes were like hanging off. Shriveled, me. Yeah. It was wild. It was yeah. wild. You know, and then there was a long road of recovery. Long um, road. I re- Cause I knew you during yeah. that time and when it happened yeah. and, uh, that's crazy. I remember the story being different. I thought you were like pulling out from a Seven Eleven or something in my head. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was. Well, oh, okay. Well, I, I think I would, honestly, I think I might have been, I can't remember if I was going to the Seven Eleven, but it was right there by the Seven Eleven. I was going home on like 14th and Grand almost. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, I was. Oh, that's okay. Where I was. So, it wasn't by the skate park. You no, no, had that's just left my last memory. Okay. That was just, sorry. That was oh, my last okay. memory. All right. All right. I like, I don't remember the wreck. I remember anything. So it, was, it like wiped out the memory from the time you left the park. That was the last time you got up to yeah. the hill. I woke this up four happened. days later. Yeah, four days later. Dude, it knocked out my memories from like the days before. Even. I bet. Yeah. Like I was, I was texting with my buddy Ruben, and we were talking. He's like, "Man, yeah." He's like, uh, "Patrick and I like brought you lunch or something like the day before," and I was like, "Oh shit, you did." Hmm. Whoa, yeah. Now I remember, and like. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even after a month, once I was able to like kind of work a little bit again, dude, my head was so foggy, like trying to use Photoshop or Illustrator. And I was just really physically broken on this side too. So I could only work for like an hour at a time. I used to Uber to my office cause I couldn't drive yeah, work for as long as I could. And then just have to Uber home cause it would just get too painful or take a break or lay on the couch. But like, um, but yeah, so and it, it just, but trying to use Photoshop and Illustrator, I was like so foggy. Like I'd be like, oh, I got to do this thing. And I couldn't remember. And that's what got really stressful, like mm-hmm. really frustrating because it's things that like I knew I know how to do mm-hmm. and I couldn't get put it. two and two yeah. together. It was weird. So I kind of had to learn everything over again almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that I had about that wreck was, like, what did you learn? Like, what was, yeah, what is something you learned about yourself during that recovery after that wreck? Like, yeah. what is something that you realized? Is it like, damn, like I, I can over, I have a lot of strength in me yeah. to overcome adversity or like, yeah. what were some like realizations of getting through that and continuing on to keep building something amazing, great yeah. and not stopping, not letting the trauma of it cripple you mentally, like. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I learned a lot, a, a ton about myself during that time. One, one is I probably work at an unhealthy pace sometimes. 
I don't mm. think I do day to day. I think in that time in my life, mm. because like things have just been go, 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 go for the last like 10 years. Like I, I couldn't, and I didn't really have anybody else to lean on to like do the work. Super cool though. I did have mul multiple buddies, my buddy, Eric Smith and Joey Bittner. Like they knew what I went through and they were designers and they knew I physically couldn't design and they yeah. just like sent me designs. Like, Hey, oh, nice. and like, it's pretty rad. And I was, yeah. and Jesse Helps Pierpoint did too. Yeah, yeah. It was like, wow. Like that was really cool that they even like, like when I was in the hospital, I finally get my phone and I can like see and like, how many like Facebook and Instagram, like DMs and stuff. Like I was just crying, like text messages, reading through. I'm like, you people, like people actually give a shit. Like, and I don't say, I'm not like the most empathetic person. I mean, obviously <laughs> if somebody went through that, I would yeah. definitely like, if that happened to you, I'd be like, yeah, oh fuck, I'd be there. Right. But like, and how many people came and visited, but there's like, you know, the friends of a friend of like people or people you don't even know. I'm like, this, this, like, this impacts you. Like, you care enough to like shoot me a text. Like you care enough to like want to bring me food. That's crazy. You know, and that, that really, that was like a big one to be like, Oh man. Okay. Like people really, really do care. Um, that, that was pretty surprising and, um, and really just knowing when to, when to slow down. But a big one is like, and I've always been an, I will say an, an overly appreciative person for like what I have, um, always. Mm. But I feel like that just took it to a whole other level. Like still now when I go sit down at a movie, like that's one of those things. Like I know what it was like to have a cane and struggle. And like, this is, this is kind of a funny story, but like Davis, I was taking my oldest son and he was a little guy at the time. Like, <laughs> and we were going up the escalator. And he like dropped his popcorn. He like fell over his popcorn spilling out. And I, I had my hands full and I had like a cane. I physically, like I was having a hard time trying to pick him up. So he's like, he's up against the glass. He's up against the glass. Like, Smearing. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and this other dad came and grabbed and, and helped help me because he saw like what I was going through. And, yeah. Um, and then I remember how painful it was just to sit in those chairs. Like it hurt. And those are like comfy ass chairs. Mm. And those are times like whenever I go to a movie now, I'm like, I, I know how far I've come. I know what that, that was once like. Um, and I, so there's little triggering things like that, but I think just overall, um, overall it's like the, the appreciation level for what I have every single day, feeling like I'm on borrowed time. It's like, Grat, yeah, gratitude. Oh, it's so much more than I had before. Yeah. So much more. Makes yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. So that's good, man. That's I mean that, you know, that's what you would, that's what a strong person, I think, pulls from a situation like that, not playing the victim, you know, yeah. and yeah. like that's just something you don't do. And that's something I really like about, about you that I feel is like one of your most, um, strongest traits, admirable traits is like, you just don't play victim, like no matter no, what, never. like, no. but so many yeah. people do, you oh, know, yeah. and it's, and, and, and understandingly yeah. so, but yeah. you just decide not to. And like, yeah. you just like, yeah, man, got in a wreck. Keep going. I got yeah. up, I was walking. Oh, as soon as I was walking, it's yeah. over. I know I'm going to be fine. Like, yeah, that's crazy. You know, yeah. for some people, that's crazy. Like yeah. it wouldn't be that easy in yeah. some people's minds, but yours is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm up, I'm walking. Yeah. It's going to be fine. This is, what and we do. This yeah. is we're going to keep going. And that's yeah. just like, 
it's it's admirable, man. You know, it's uh, and it's it's inspirational. I'm sure people that you know listen to this will feel the inspiration from that because that that that's crazy. Yeah, you got broken, oh, dog. Yeah, like totally yeah, not it, it's broken. Like, I, would, I wouldn't wish just, that happened to me ever again. But no, of course not. Yeah. Let's you know we of course pray that it doesn't. But <laughs> yeah. the fact that it did and how you got yeah. through it and handled it because I remember. We weren't too close at that time, yeah. but we knew each other. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, I heard about it, and not like I think I was even. Well, I think I was still at Zoom almost. I think so. I think I was because yeah, somebody were, at at Zoom told me that uh, it happened. I think yeah, Braden. Yeah, you you were at Zoom because it was it was shortly after that. Because I, I remember when you. When what year was this then? Jesus. 2017, maybe 20. I it had to be 2016 because I left there at 2016. The only, end the only of the reason year. I know you were still at Zone because it happened right as I like moved into my spot on Monroe. Yeah. And then I will never forget because you'd always pop in. Yeah. You, you came by and you're like, I, I'm leaving Zone. Like I quit. I knew this is what I needed to do. And I remember you just coming through those doors, just yeah. fired up. And I was like, Yeah. And I think you came straight from Zone. To there, to where we, to the office. I think I did. And I was actually, like, yeah. I was like, oh shit. Now what? You're yeah, like, I was like, I, I gotta come talk to you, dog. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I got clients. This is gonna be fine. And like, yeah. I was like, oh shit. You know, I was, you know, I was waiting. It's one of those things, like, because we would, we'd meet and have coffee, and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like, you, you know, you're just waiting for somebody to like. Well, what, I knew it was coming. Didn't know yeah. when. You know, it's like, and then when you did, yeah. it was like, oh fuck yeah, sweet. Did, yeah, you know? with. Uh, well, I you know when I had third kind uh, apparel, yeah. the the streetwear brand, I didn't I didn't really, you know, and obviously you know that I, me and you personally talk about city chapters yeah. a lot, and I've I'm always like looking for this higher purpose, right? You know, yeah. but the thing I learned from you the most is like you just got to show up and yeah. work, and it'll work itself out. And so I've learned over and over, you know, through my own head that me working things out, like that's the key to what it takes, you know, um, a yeah. lot of times, you know, it's good to have a purpose and a mission and a, uh, a, yeah. a, a vision. Right. But, uh, you know, you got to just show up and put in the work. Hundred percent. And I didn't have really anything like that with um, third kind of pair. I just, I just wanted to start something. It was after I got yeah. out of being locked up. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna start a company. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I printed my first shirts on some crappy Gildan <laughs> T-shirts yeah. with like just a crappy uh, graphic design logo <laughs> that I made and not even Adobe program. Yeah. It was like yeah. I don't know some Mac off. <laughs> design program right yeah. but um once i had city chapters in mind i was like i could do this and man it's been hella hard i've been oh, yeah. tried and you've seen me at yeah. some of my lowest points in business when i have to come talk to you but uh i'm still here and yeah. i'm still making it and i yeah. guess that's all that really matters for me at this point is i've, I've been able to still maintain and uh you know, having this podcast is, I think, a good turning point for me in city chapters, like I've said many times on here, because I, oh, totally. I just I yeah. just love talking to, you know, people in general. Yeah. And then, you know, people that I'm close to, too, like I've learned a few things about you in this conversation that I didn't really yeah. know before, you know, yeah. and we talk a lot, you know, Serious, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. All right, we'll move on to another question. Yeah, yeah. Um I want to kind of just go to the beginning. So you went to graphic design school um, at the Falls. You then got a job at 7-2, right? 
was it kind of no, that? Uh, yeah, pr- almost, almost okay. correct. Uh, I actually first got a job at the Inlander. Oh, Inlander, um, that's what it was. Which is dope yeah. because I, I still work with them. Yeah. I literally was texting with Christina this morning. Yeah. Um, Who is Christina over uh, she, there? I think she, she runs all the, like, their events and does all their marketing nice. stuff, like events yeah. coordinator. Sweet. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Jaron Tim McGregor, like literally, t- like we just, we had the Inlander Best of last year. Yeah. And uh, like. The annual manual. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, the annual mm. manual thing. But like. The best of awards, like I actually got a chance to like tell them like how much it meant to me. Like I will never forget where I was when Jared gave me the call. It was like I was working at Dutch Bros at the time and we were always downtown skating at the skate park and going to Dutch Bros. So like I was out front of Dutch Bros and Jared's like, you know, I want to offer you this job. Dude, I was just like, I'm finally a graphic designer, you know. Like, how did he even know to call? Oh, I applied. You? I applied for you applied. I applied for a job. And this is yeah. also funny, is like I applied for the job. Didn't hear nothing. And I printed out my portfolio resume. I'm like, just trying to get a job there, man. And like, yeah. and the graphic design program at the falls pumps out a lot of good students. And like, and everybody's kind of vying for the same job. Right. And, uh, so I knew some of the, some of the other people probably were too, but like, I also knew where I stacked up against a lot of the other students. Right. So yeah. I'm like, why don't they call me back? Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Cause I, I was telling my uncle who he's, uh, he's retired now, but he was a, VP of uh, like private banking at some bank, right? Hmm. So he knows all the, all these people, and he's like, "It's like, hey, where'd you apply at?" I'm like, "The Inlander." I go, "Nobody's calling me back." He's like, "Ted owes me a favor. I love, I'll make a phone call." Yeah, and I was like, Sweet. "Yeah, if I can get in front of him, I know, I know, if I can get in front of him, I can show him this is like what I I fucking love this stuff." Yeah, sure enough, phone rings. Can you come in for an interview? I'm like, oh my God, of course. It's just like, it's all those things. Like it's all who you know, right? Yeah. So I got super fortunate that my uncle does a lot of business with a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I met with Chris Bovey. Chris Bovey was like the creative director at the time. And uh, I remember they're, they're asking me like, so how many, how often do you like use the pro, like Adobe programs? I'm like, every day, every fucking day. Like when I wake <laughs> yeah. up, when I go to sleep, like I'm, Yeah. this is like what I love. Mm-hmm. And um. And uh, Wayne Hunt, who I believe he's still there. He might have just left. Uh, Wayne was like my boss and uh, was there for a few months. And then that's when uh, Nick and Tyler, who owned 7-2 and 14-4, reached out. I was only at the Inlander for about two or three months. Fucking loved like every day of it. Yeah. And then they were just like, hey, like, so Tyler reached out. Um, or so sorry, Nick Murdo reached out. Um, with Jeff Oswald, who was the president of a new company. They just started 14-4. And they were just like, hey, we heard about you. Can you come in for an interview? And back then, the Inlanders design department was like, I swear they were like, whatever's left over in the budget, you guys can buy computers. And it's like, it was just kind of dingy. It was, now it's not that way. But back then it was very much like uh, a second thought. And you're like, what? Mm. We're the ones doing all this design work. Mm. Um, And then I get... They bring me up to fourteen four, which at the time it's it's above where where uh, Zona Blanca is. So it was up there, right? And uh, and I see this just fancy, every, it's clean. It's a design firm. I'm like, holy crap! This is nice. And yeah, <laughs> and then I do the stupid thing of like, I'm not selling out. I'm not. I fucking love Spokane. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Nintendo and whoever these clients are. I'm gonna have to think about it. And they they were all, honestly offering me like twice as much money. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. so I tell Wayne, I'm like, I'm so torn to the point where like, even Jeff hits me back up. He's like, 
do you want the job or not, dude? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe four or five days later. I think he was like, well, let me come back one more time and like, yeah. and then, dude, I'm like 21 years old. Yeah. And I, I eventually I take the, actually Wayne, this is where Wayne was really awesome. My boss at Inlander, he's, he just pulls me aside. He's like, Joel, take the job. He goes, I'm going to step out of boss role. If I'm your brother, take the job. We're never going to be able to pay you that much. I'm like, all right. Yeah. He goes, this is the right move. And that, that was, that was really That's the really thing cool. of like, yeah, it was cool of him to do that, you Super know? Super cool. Um, and it's influences like that. Like when you run a company, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to want to hold on to employees. You know, if, if, if this isn't yeah. like their forever thing, like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. If this, this is their thing now. Awesome. This is know? my thing. This isn't their forever thing. And yeah. I think that's important. I think that's smart because, um, and for, to be an owner and be like, I really want what's best for my employees, oh, 100%. even if it means you no longer being my employee. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is what it would be better for you. And I see yeah. that and I, I, oh. I appreciate you being here, but Dude. I'm not going to stop you from advancing your life, you know? And that's yeah. Tyler Lafferty, who, who's the owner of 72 and Nick. That was exactly what happened. So I did the great PW and, um, and I worked at 72 for right. like two years. Yeah. And when I had to put in like my two weeks, like, I love that job. Like a mm. bunch of my buddies worked there. I love the work. Yeah. I got to travel and like shoot video and do motion yeah. graphics. I really did love it. But the great PW has grown to a point. I'm like, oh, this, this just doesn't make sense, you know, and to do both. And, um, and that's, I actually had like a, a big like breakthrough playing with Davis in the backyard. These are a little, and I just, I, it broke me. I just knew I couldn't do both. And I knew I was going to do both. I'm like, I'm going to do both till it breaks me. I know how to work hard. Putting in hours isn't a problem. And I got to a point where it broke me. And then, you know, I, I, when I had to tell Tyler I was leaving, like, I'm crying. Like, <clears throat> I'm like, and Tyler just stood up from his desk. He just gave me a big hug. He's like, this is what we've wanted since you've, since you started. And like, like that right there, this is what we've wanted. Like, yeah. you've wanted this for me because you know yeah. what it's like. Yeah. to pursue something you're passionate about. And, uh, and he's just like, does this have to be two weeks? He goes, it doesn't, whenever you're ready, if it's, you're not ready in two weeks, it's going to be a month, whatever it is. He goes, if it doesn't work out, you have a job here. Hmm. And I think that's, that's what I try to tell people too. And people think it's so risky to like be an entrepreneur, do your own thing. You know? And I think, I think that to me, I label those very separately. I don't, I don't, and people can say, you can classify however you want, but to be an entrepreneur, I, I don't, I didn't ever see myself as an entrepreneur until I had like multiple businesses. Like, yeah. you know, a single, I don't, I don't think that's probably the correct way to, I'm sure if you have one business, definitely you're an entrepreneur, but like not the level that I, I that I, I don't see it that way. I don't, yeah. I don't classify entrepreneurs as, oh, you have one business, you have I one thing. I think you that's, gotta be careful calling yourself an entrepreneur, right? Oh. That's what I believe. Like, oh, dude, you yeah. can't just be women off because you have a little, uh, Etsy business and oh, <laughs> I mean maybe you can I'm people make a lot of money on Etsy but I, uh, I think I know what you're trying to say well, you just it's a careful term like that uh, term is loaded I feel oh totally and if you're not loaded with what you do and cash is coming through like it's hard to be claiming you're an entrepreneur yeah the, the best way I've heard it word it is like fuck if you if you're oh you have a business you're a business owner okay is that paying your salary and paying for everything in yeah. your life yeah. and you're profitable. Okay. Then you have a business. If not, you have a really fucking expensive hobby that you're feeding and you need to look yeah. in the mirror and like really have that self-awareness to be like, mm-hmm. 
And that's where you like, you don't have to be fake. You don't have to be something you're not like if you, if it's yeah. not a business, if you're not, you know, like paying for your life, mm-hmm. then it is a, a side, it's a hobby, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you have another job that's paying your bills Yeah, because if you were to go do that full time, well, then you, you'd be in the red, like $30,000. Like, so I guess you'd have a business, you would just have a failing one. So it's like, yeah, until it can stand on its own, it's like paying, you know, paying for itself, paying you, paying you back. It's, it's, I mean, people do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't matter what, what you label it. You, you see what it is. You, yeah. you know, the people are like, I'm CEO of this. I'm like, you're CEO of yourself of this. Like <laughs> you, you want to be Mr. <laughs> Entrepreneur and like be posting inspirational shit. It's like, you haven't been through it. Yeah. You see that more than anything. Like, and I get it. Yeah. You want to be there, but like, no, knowing, knowing about what that's like, seeing all the Gary V type shit, you didn't cross those bridges. You don't, and people see right through that bullshit. It's yeah. like, you're, you're not inspirational because your track record doesn't, doesn't fucking inspire me. Mm. Not, not, none of your success, like it doesn't, your proof isn't there. Yeah. You don't have a track record of like, oh, I did this, this, this. It's like, oh, okay, you did. Like, yeah. So that, I see that's that. That's why I like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, those are good points. And I agree. And some people might be offended by them, but that's because you're soft. Oh, 100% <laughs> you're people soft. are fucking soft. Yeah. You're soft and <laughs> you know it's the truth about you if you're offended <laughs> yeah. by that. So Seriously. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what a, well, yeah, those are really good points. I, You know, and in, in this day and age, like so many people want to, act like they're doing so much you know and um the thing about me and like where i'm at is you know i i I don't really talk to people about what i do or what i'm planning to do you know because i i i compare myself and luckily somehow some way and i think it's you know it is because of the type of person i am and what i do i naturally find and become friends with like the universe brings me to people like you, you know what I mean? Like me and you are close friends. I'm blessed to know you because you know, you're somebody in this town that's doing really big things and you have, you know, welcomed me in with open arms, whether it's just like, Hey, like anytime you want to come hang out at the warehouse, please do brother. I gave you a spot when we first built the building. Like, dude, just, just come here. Like, and those things meant so much to me, dog. Like, and just to be able to, like, sometimes I'd be there and it, there's multiple inspirations I get from going there at times. It it can be just being like, look at what this man's created through a clothing brand. You know what I mean? And it's like, and uh, it shows that, you know, the things that I dream about are possible and, you know, just being in that environment, hanging out with all the boys yeah. is always oh, a dude. good time and yeah. and having fun. But like the thing about, you know, kind of off piggybacking off what you were saying, too, is like when people ask me, you know, how city chapters doing? Yeah. I'm like, well, that's for you to decide. Yeah. I don't be like, oh, man, we ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't I don't I don't like, oh, man, how's the podcast? Going? I don't know. Did you watch it? Like, yeah. that's for you to determine. Yeah. Like, totally. how, like, who have you had on? Like, tell me who you've had on. I mean, it's on YouTube, Dude, brother. Like, you that, can check it out. That <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you. I don't want to cut you off. But no, that, no, that, I think that that switch is one of the most important things really as um because you you're constantly as a business you're kind of measured up against like uh, other business that where you might be a competitor or something but like definitely 
and for, it's it's this is how I view it. Um, like with business, like you, your money's got to be right. You got the financials and all that stuff. So so money really is the standard of like, are you successful in business? It's like, sweet, are you making money? Are you not yeah. making money? Like, well, so that, that's an easy, really easy way. The number the numbers do not lie. It, yeah. But then your life is so much different because the currency of your life is happiness mm. and being successful. Well, then you have to define success mm-hmm. because success for a business and what you're doing in your life, that's, that's where they're as an entrepreneur, there's kind of a, a gray area where the, the two, I don't know if you'd be like a Venn diagram, right? It's like, yeah. well, is it's, uh, City Chapters is successful hmm. because it's fulfilling to you and you're, you're making the impact that you want to do as who you are personally. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the level of success, if, and then if you say, okay, if it's City Chapters as a business, you're like, oh, well, you know, we made $10,000 or, or we lost it, yeah. whatever that is, mm-hmm. then other people might say that's success. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if what City Chapters is doing is to exist not to be some like financial powerhouse and how does that affect your life? Like, like I, I know a hundred percent, like I've made more money than I ever thought I'd make in my life, but I've also been more miserable at those times than I've ever thought. Really? Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. straight up, like leading up to that motorcycle accident. And I wasn't drunk or anything when I was driving my motorcycle, but like yeah. I was drinking a lot to an unhealthy level to like, because I wasn't happy. You know, but I've, yeah. but I've found myself on the, on the flip side, like realizing, well, well what does make me happy and, mm. and making sure my, and a lot of that at the time was because I was so tied to the business, the financials of the business dictated my happiness mm. as a, as my life. Yep. But then you're like, those can't be connected. That's they a hard one. To, they have to be so disconnected. Yeah. Like, because then because I would literally see my emotions go from like, oh, November, December, holy fuck, we have so much money coming in, to January, February, and Q1, where we're like losing money. Uh, you know, it's perfectly normal yeah. for retail. Yeah. I would, it would literally affect me. And I'm like, I'm the same fucking person. But because mm. I was so tied to the business in an unhealthy way, I mean, I mean, now, now I, I truly am at a, at a place, obviously I don't want this to happen, but like all this shit, all these businesses could, could go away. I could lose everything. And it's like, it, it doesn't worry me because one, like life just keeps marching on. Yeah. Would my life be drastically different? Yes. But like I have an amazing wife and amazing children. Like we could lose yeah. our house, hmm. whatever we are, it's, we're going to be together, you know? Cause yeah. that's, that's like that's, true happiness, you know, and that self-awareness of like, that's beautiful, you know, man. All this shit. It's a know? beautiful self-awareness there because I, I've struggled with that a lot because how do you, how do you determine, because our society teaches us your value as a person comes from how much money 100%, you have, 100%. what you own, mm-hmm. what you do oh, yeah. as far as business and attention and how you get yeah. attention. That's what makes you yeah. valuable. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do behind closed doors with your loved ones, yeah. how you, how you are to yeah. your kids. Like, yeah, those things are admirable in our society. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a good dad. Yeah. But that's not like what people are like, oh, you know, <laughs> this guy, man, he's just like, look at what he's got. Look at what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Like, Boy. and so, 
attaching yourself to like your success and the business and the money in the account and all of that, yeah. like you're dependent on those things to make you feel valuable as a person. Yeah. And like, that's like where I think you, what you're saying and something I've learned too is like, how can I, no matter what, come back to me, yeah. the intrinsic me, my internal me, yeah. and that is what the value holds. Nothing oh. else outside of me holds value. These are just things I get to play with and have 100%. fun with, right? A hundred percent. It's yeah. like you play it. It's a fucking game. When you a realize yeah. the game yeah. and it doesn't really fucking matter, it makes things so much easier because it's like, here's the game we're paying. Okay, we pay yeah. this amount in taxes. We got to move this over here. We got to get this product. We got to market this way. Relieves the stress. It, it relieves too, the stress, right? you yeah. know. But I will say At one times thing: you can't help it. But the one most, thing with like city chapters is like yeah. that's is say say on a, on a P and L, you're not like like making a shit ton of money. Maybe you, I I don't know. But what but no, what I'm you not. do see, but what <laughs> you, you know do, that. I'm but not, what you yeah. do see, I don't want to make yeah. any assumptions. But right. like <laughs> what you do see is like you see yeah. the brand out there. Yeah. And this is what I dealt with: is like people see it out there, and they're like, oh. Bobby, what's up, man? Man, things must be so good. Fucking see chapters and zoomies. Yeah. And then it's really easy to hide behind the success, regardless of the money, of the success of the brand being out there because people see, they they ultimately would tie the success of a brand to my happiness. Hmm. And so when I'm at my darkest days, hmm. I'm easy. It's easy. Like, oh, yeah, man, things are great. Yeah, we just, yeah, we're in REI. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, we just hired this. We just did this shoot. We're yeah. And it's easy to hide because everybody's surface level and I have like 10 people that are close to me and like everybody else, you know, outside of like my family and stuff. It's like, you don't really know what's going on with me or yeah. truly care. They're yeah. just like, oh yeah, like you own the great PW. And to my mind, like, yeah. like it, it's just so silly, you know? And like, but it's, mm. for me, it was it's so easy to hide behind that. Yeah. Um, so you just hide behind like, people think the brand's out there so you're happy you're like yeah fucking miserable and I, I, th yeah. some of the people around me definitely could see this just like weight i was carrying around and um do you still have i mean we all do but i mean would you say there's times where you're miserable now never, like currently never how long has it been since you've like really kind of felt like you were in a miserable state of mind mm. fuck years five or six years since like the accident almost or probably about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to get like super deep, like I got, I, I got divorced, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to go too deep on the podcast, no, but that was like we don't need that to. relationship, like your relationships are super, super important. Like, yeah. Even now when I, when I think about, when you think about like, what, what are your superpowers? Like, what are you really fucking good at? What do you know that you can lean into? Mm -hmm. Like one of my superpowers that nobody else will ever have in business. I have an amazing wife, like my wife, Emily, like, yeah, I can't do what I do. I mean, you know her, like yeah. she's a fucking animal when it comes to like life in general, like she's so Zen and chill and she keeps our yeah. family on point. We have a shared counter. She's super organized. And, uh, she is uh, very organized. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. And yeah. I think so like, like that's, that's like my number one superpower that I can tap into. Like mm -hmm. another one is like, and you know, it's funny cause Emily and I just kind of started this practice. I know we, we, you and I were kind of talking about this the other week. Um, but it truly is how I've kind of mentally lived, but it's nice to verbalize like literally in the mornings, like it's like life is perfect. Mm, life is they, perfect. Life is perfect. 
There's Life like, is perfect. I get hit, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, time. like, yeah, yeah. you hit by a car, like, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's just life. Anything that's like, people say that's shitty. Or, oh, how'd you overcome this? Mm. And you have to, any, anything that could be like seen as hard in life or a challenge or even to the point of somebody fucking died, that's an irreplaceable thing. And that'll be, it will be hard to work through. Yeah. But you go through any setback or any hard thing that, that, that mindset of like, it's an opportunity. It's a fucking opportunity. And the darkest things like, oh man, the economy is fucking just tanking, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so much harder to do this or that. Mm-hmm. But when you see them as opportunities and not like, oh, this is so hard. Cause then it, you can spiral like, how are we going to do this? No, you have a plan of action. And what's rad is when you, when you think, think about the times you've, you've grown most as a person, it's in hard times. Or adversity. Not, yeah. It's not going to happen when you're having the best day snowboarding. No. You're going to change as a person. You're like, fuck mm. yeah, that's because I just happen to have a great day. Yeah. But like, it's in those hard times. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. I get this opportunity. I get this opportunity to grow as a person. Cause now I get across these bridges that like, like, you know, getting hit by that car. I'm like, fucking bring it on. I got hit by a fucking car and I was able to keep my shit together. Yeah. Like, and not that I want that shit, but like, it, you have to see those challenges as opportunities because then you cross them and then you're like, okay, what was once a hard challenge is now a fucking piece of cake. If I, if that happens again, not only are you going to be able to recover faster or move quicker, it's going to be, it's going to be more expensive because you already paid to fix that problem before, yeah. whatever that is, you already know the solution. So that's like, that also much was like up here, like, oh fuck, this happened. It's now like way down here. So when you really just like, when I approach my day, this is comes to like, just being grateful. It's like, mm-hmm. life's perfect, man. It's, it's not fucking easy all the time, but like, it's fucking perfect because yeah. then it, it makes how we talked about removing yourself from the business. It re- re- removes your happiness from, um, um, things being situational, right? You get in a car wreck. If your emotions are tied to that, well, fuck some jackass who backs into you gets, gets to have the energy to ruin your day. Mm. Like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. I don't want that to ruin my day. I'm not going to yeah. let it ruin my day. That's so it's like, point. you don't even have, you only have this much energy in a day. Decide where it's going to fucking go. And I mean, you'd hope it'd be for gratefulness and pouring into others and your craft and what's allowing you to thrive. Because if, if, if you get backed into, I mean, fuck, I got I, some jackass hit me a few months ago, <laughs> but I didn't give it my fucking, and that, and this dude's, you know, just getting all worked up and like lying to the police saying, oh, was, I was, it was insane. Ended yeah. up being a hundred percent his fault. I had to pay yeah. for it. And I was like, my like, dude, just, just stop, man. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I literally, I got, like, it's one of those guys, I got shit to do. Yeah. It's what you have insurance for, but you just brawl this energy for this mm-hmm. fucking fill the paperwork out and let's go. Let's go. Yeah. We got other, sh- other shit to do. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that's, that's where you have to remove your happiness from being situational. And, and it's not saying like every day is fucking amazing and great, but like, then those things don't, don't knock you off course. Cause it's like, <clears throat> if you truly say, like, Hey, life's perfect. Yeah, I think there's a few things to tie in off of that. And I I see you this way. You don't really like overly get excited about any of your big wins. 
you stay, you stay, which is good though, because like, you don't, you don't put, like you said, this attachment to your big wins and making you happy. And you're like, wow, that's just is what it is. Is what we do. Is what we do. And then when things are hard, you don't get overly depressed or low in that energy about it. You just stay even. And, you know, like masters of life, that's what they do. They don't tie themselves to the big wins or to the big losses. It's not me. It's not what I am. It's just what I'm going through, but it's not who I am. And like, if you can create that separation of realizing like this big win is actually not who I am. And this big loss is actually not who I am. Then you can stay more even through those times. I've had a really hard time learning that, but I've came a long ways. I'm much more acclimated to that and not letting my anger. My anger was like one of the big ones. I still deal with it, but I can catch myself and not let it run completely out of control now. Yeah. And, um, but you know, people like you have helped me learn that and just reading books have helped me learn that. But like what you're explaining is, you know, uh, comes from a lot of knowledge that you've gained through life experience, but I've, I've gained that through life experience too, but I've seen it in books, which has helped me like understand things that I've gone through to get to those places. But another point too, is like you, like you're kind of in the, like you mentioned Zen, but like, uh, you're kind of the person that's in the here and now, like you, you like you said, like, I'm not going to give this guy who yeah. hit me with that car and I'm not going to tie my energy into the past yeah. and keep oh. my energy in that past. I don't yeah. have time yeah. to give it energy anymore. I have to be here. I have to be now, you know, and, and that's where you, you kind of are a lot of times it's just like Always. here now, you yeah. know, totally. like, totally. I think, you know, part of it's like tomorrow's not promised. <laughs> you know, fucking yeah. you assume, yeah, you're going to wake up. You know, it's going to be a day. Right. Right. But like, and that goes back to like, business is a game. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's an easy game, but it's easy to see all the pieces. It's hard to implement. It's hard to find your place. It's hard to, to break through and, uh, create a business that lasts. Right. And even you, there's a lot of things with that, but you can, you can figure it out. It takes time and hard work. Mm-hmm. Life is also a game. Like, and like no, nobody knows why or why, why we are here. Right. But when you also think like, Oh, life, life is also a game and it can fucking end tomorrow. Yeah. Like I better sure as hell be grateful for what I have today, yeah. you know? And, and, and I, I truly, I mean, I, I believe in God. I really believe, you know, in divine intervention and, and all that stuff. I've had those things happen in my life. And definitely, I um, have too. you know, can I, do I pinpoint it to, to one single religion like that? No, you know, but yeah. like, um, that's, that's where like, um, I know you and I have talked about this and I post about this publicly sometimes. And my, my team knows this. I have about a, six to eight week cadence cadence where like I'm able to just sprint, 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 sprint. And, uh, and then I just break, I break and not in like a super bad way. A lot of it truly comes from being so grateful and overwhelmed. It's a combo of like all the things I have going on and being really thankful for not being thankful for all the things that have gone on. But just this, this sense of like, here's what we have to accomplish. I'm really grateful for all these things. And it's just a big mix. And it, and it typically happens usually in the gym and or usually when I'm driving or like on a run. Mm. And it breaks me to the point where like I'm, I'm crying and 
but what's great, it always brings me back to this place of like just deep thankfulness. Yeah. And it's almost like this boom. And, and I always have some type of like mental breakthrough to where it's like, oh, I could, if, if I was wired a certain way, I'd be like, oh fuck, I just had a mental breakdown. I can't handle my shit. Yeah. It's like, actually I can handle my shit. I do for every single day. Mm. Look at all the stuff I have going on. And it, it truly comes from this, this like abundance of, of life that's, that I've designed my life around. So like when things get stressful, I only have myself to blame when things are great. I only have myself and my team around me to be thankful for, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes when those things just mash up, I just have this crazy, just, I can do nothing more than literally be on my hands and knees and cry and like be thankful. Yeah. And, uh, and it's great. I fucking love it. It's not like the funnest thing in the moment, no. but like, I can breathe. It's like getting a bloody nose. You get a bloody nose. Mm. It's like, fuck. And then it's, but then your nose is like cleared out and you can breathe so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I, I've actually, man, I, I've needed a good cry for <laughs> ye- a long time. Yeah. It's, you know, since my uh, dog Koa died, I cried that day a lot, but then I just kept moving forward. And I don't think I really dealt with losing him still. And yeah. like, cause this was like, I feel like a soulmate of mine, dude. Like this yeah. dog was like, just such a special person in my life. And uh, last night um, I took some plant medicine and like just had a lot of healing. What was plant medicine? Just so you know. <laughs> Psilocybin. Oh yeah, I don't know yeah. much about it, but. Yeah, it's a mushroom. Oh, okay. Mushrooms, uh, special magic mushrooms, whatever. Um, Cause you know, for me, man, I've really found that um, mushrooms help me heal a lot like i i can't explain it no you told me this years ago yeah and i i've like this is i actually did this in my room i like repainted my room a few months ago i have it very zinned out it's very like i got my native uh you know um settings right and like and I, I, I've never really like just went into a room and took mushrooms by myself. I'm yeah. usually with friends. Yeah. I'm outside in the woods usually. Yeah. But like I felt so comfortable in my room doing cool. this. And I, you know, like for whatever reason, your mind gets scared to go on this journey by yourself Jeez, yeah. or just to do mushrooms. You know, yeah. it's always there. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Right. And um, I'm I, saying, yeah, like I know, but I, I have no idea. Yeah. But. Um, the last time that I took them was out at the cabin. I was by myself out there and I had this very healing experience. I can't explain it other than like you feel all this stress and all this stuff that you're dealing with in business and life and whatever doubts you have, whatever, it just like cleanses you Yeah, and you feel connected to source, you know? Um, but do you feel like you you kind of you just feel not, see, like, like you, you be- feel life for like maybe what it is and all those things kind of you just feel like away. you belong yeah like you just cool. feel like some I've been feeling cool. really disconnected for years you know yeah. and when I do mushrooms it can and and as I've gotten older and, and especially with the last few years I take them in a more spiritual ritual aspect than like drinking and taking mushrooms and like doing that whole thing right that's how i started doing it it was and (laughs) i had good times doing it i you know but now i have more of a respect and i call it plant medicine i don't call it shrooms you know i've heard you mention plant medicine and stuff like just tell me what the 
fuck this plant. And I assume yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. But um, could be weed. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I uh, somehow I I got to my phone and I've kept like pictures of Koa in its own file. And yeah. I got to this picture yeah. of Koa. Oh man. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot. And I knew it was gonna <sighs> man, be a lot. That's heavy. And um. But I felt like I was with him. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like he was like the phone just like yeah. brought him to life again. Right. And it yeah. was, it was, you know, it's a trip because yeah. you're hallucinating, of course. But yeah. um, I like, you know, I, I think I needed another cry. I've been feeling it. And there was other things I, I think I was crying about, but yeah. just like to cry. Oh, dude. So good. to actually cry oh. was just like felt so good, man. Dude, especially if it's been like years. I've been, I can't cry a lot of times. Yeah. Like, I, like I'll get a tear, but that's it. You know what I mean? You can see nothing yeah. over here. It's not a tear. Well, no, I, I, like, I want to. I'm like, come on. Come on, man. Like, I need to cry, and it, it just yeah. won't happen, right? Yeah. You know? But, uh, man, the mushrooms and the cleansing and oh, the man, healing that's... last night, it just, like, came out of me, yeah. man. I was crying like a little baby. <laughs> but it was so good, man. Yeah. So good. And no, I'm just, I feel important. so much better it's, have it's... gotten that. It was, you know, like that pent up energy that just needed oh, yeah. to be released, man. Oh, totally. And felt really good. Oh, hell yeah. It feels good. It's awesome. Yeah. And you, you, you took something away from that and like, no, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I do, speaking of Koa, you know, RIP to my, to my dog Koa. And then um, I want to talk and take a moment to remember Spokane legend Jess Ross Kelly. Yeah. Let's do a moment of silence for him. Um, I met Jess a few times. He was friends with mutual friends. Um, You were a good friend of his. And uh, Jess passed away in 2019 during a climbing expedition in Canada. He was a North Face climber, a legend in the climbing community, was the youngest person at the time to climb Everest uh, when he was like, Young, 14, 15, no, no, no. 16. He was, no, he wasn't quite that young. He was right... 18? Probably 18. He was 18? right out of high school. He yeah. was really young. Yeah, And really the youngest young. person at that time to have ever climbed oh. Everest. Yeah, I remember him coming back and like showing yeah. us photos of like dead bodies, like frozen black yeah. that just got left up there. They just leave bodies up there. Yeah. And he, he when he insane. talked about it, yeah. he's like... It's like, oh, I went to wrestling camps that were harder. He's like, I, he was just excited to yeah. get to the top. You're like, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. It was like it was nothing for him. You know? I think I'm, it sure was it was, a, I'm sure it was. Really, I know I think he got an infection in his tooth at one point. And like wow. he was back down. It was, so he had some adversity for sure. But like when he's 18, 19 and talking yeah. about it, he was like fucking gung-ho and like yeah, made so it happen, cool. you know. Uh, his dad worked John. out at uh, the Spokane Club. And I was like my mom had a membership there. Yeah. And so we would work out there. So like I didn't know Jess at yeah. that time, but... It was like all around the club, like, oh, this kid yeah. that works out here just climbed Mount Everest, youngest seeing, kid ever. Like, I think, uh, I think maybe it was Lulu's. I worked at Lulu's ski shop right out of high school, and like, Lulu's. There was like a poster of him. Bring up. back but, Lulu's, dude, man. No, fucking art. I miss been that place. Like the seventies, yeah. Man. Oh, that, I got a lot of boards from there. Oh, that was such a that was a fun job. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Jess, there was like a poster. I think it was like a goggle sponsor or something. Yeah. Said, you know, youngest American or something. I was like, well, that's wild. What a legend, um, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give you a chance to just like, I mean, we're talking about it kind of right now, but like, you know, how do you remember Jess and yeah. and what he accomplished in his life? Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I, we didn't really like talk much climbing, you know, yeah. I, I knew some of his accomplishments. I knew mm-hmm. what he was up to, you know, but I was, I was really probably, actually I was, I was close with Allie, her and I worked yeah. together. Um, mm-hmm. and I knew Jess, he wrestled in high school, um, he was a senior and I was a uh, freshman. Um, so yeah. And then I, we would just, sometimes he'd be out with, with all of us. Um, but like, honestly, it was, it was really wild. Cause you know, when we, we did, um, it was even looking back, it's, it's painful to know like what a frantic state Allie must have been in. She called me like the morning that she found out Jess was dead. And like, it was wild. It was cause I, like, I'm not like super, super close. We're not like best friends with him. Like, yeah. Like, I wonder what were you just calling everybody? You must have been, her mind must have spent like, go, 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 go. And I, she's yeah. crying. And I'm like, I, I want to say it was like 10 a.m. I think it was like starting my day. I can't remember. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Like, yeah. Jess just tied on a fucking mountain. Allie is now having to, figured all this stuff out, like his family. And I just, when I got off the phone, it was just like, what, how do I help? Like, what do we, what do we do? What am I supposed to do with this information? I'm never, yeah. I've never got a phone call like that. Yeah. It's well, actually one. one time ever, one time ever when I was in high school, but like, all I could do is just sit there and cry. And then like, honestly, it, it might've, might've been my wife's idea. I can't remember. Um, but we had a, we had a shirt that we released a couple years before called the Ross Kelly, named after Jess because yeah. it was a homie. And I'm like, oh, it's called. Well, they had mountains yeah. on it. Yeah, I remember it. So I'm like, let's just do that, and um, we'll put in a new colorway, and we'll all the money will go because she's like, well, we're, so I call her. I'm like, here's what we want to do. And she's like, all right, we're going to step an organization, go in his name. Um, so we we sold those t-shirts i want to say we raised um i might be butchering this by ten thousand dollars so i think it was around twenty thousand or so dollars you know Mm -hmm. um we were able to donate to the foundation which is like super super cool i'm like well it's fucking least i can do you know like i have this platform how what's how do i get this in front of people you know so that Mm um yeah i mean it's i still talk with ali ali just did a a shoot for us like last week yeah you know she's She's awesome, you know. Yeah, um, I know Allie. Um, we've she has mutual friends of mine that I used to hang out with a lot more than I do now, uh, but that's where I kind of got to meet Jess a couple times, and I met him the first like we'd see each other. I didn't really talk to him too yeah. much um, until one day at Schweitzer, we were all up there, and me and Jess just ended up talking for quite a bit, yeah. and I got to you know, get to know him yeah. um, a over a dude. few hours. Dude. Yeah, he was super so cool, humble. We were talking about all sorts of different things. And um, I wasn't drinking at the time, and he wasn't drinking, I don't think, or he doesn't really drink a lot because yeah. um, he was very present, and yeah. I was too, and, That's like, cool. everybody else was faded. So me and him <laughs> were just kind of, like, you know, yeah. hanging out totally. what whatnot. Um, but then, yeah, it was like... 
few months later, he uh, passed away. It wasn't yeah. even because that was like late in the season. And so then, you know, I think he passed away in like April or something. So I was like, yeah. after I got to yeah. know him, it was in April. A uh, sure. couple months later, he, yeah. he passed away. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to, you know, keep his his legend alive, cool. you know, in, in any way that I can. Because, I mean, just what an amazing athlete to come from Spokane. Oh, and uh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. And he lived his life to the fullest. And, and he knew, like Ali, yeah. Ali would say, she's like, yeah. anytime that was... He was leaving on like a big climb. Yeah. It would, you know, like the night this, before at dinner or whatever. It's like, they, he knew what they were yeah. getting into. They knew the risk. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, um, that's uh, what comes with the sport and yeah, you have to be accepting of it. Yeah. She actually, we, um, she just did the shoot for us and it was pretty, pretty interesting insight. It was pretty cool. This kind of bigger picture. Um, so after the shoot, Tim, our photographer, um, Allie and then we, our sales rep is in town. We all just went and had a drink and, and, um, somehow it got brought up and may, maybe, um, our sales rep, Mike Green was asking or something cause he knew of the, the probably like the, the t-shirt, right. And, mm-hmm. and she, but it was cool. Cause Allie's like, you know, I just, she goes, some people aren't supposed to be here and, and go into an old age. So I think that's what that's did die doing what he loved and he wasn't yeah. supposed to get old. So she yeah. was like, she had this piece about it, like, yeah, yeah. that's just just life. Yeah, just, it's not like oh, I can't. Like, it was just like this had this piece about it. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. supposed to get older. Like, wow, that's a really, really, really wise way to view that. Yeah, you know, and it's still painful. You know, yeah, you can always miss them, but it'll always be with you. Yeah. you know, and yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Well, rest in peace, Jess, wherever you are. I hope you're on some big, nice mountain <laughs> now, you know. Uh, okay. We're going to switch it up for some laughs. We got to talk about the woodsy bears. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, you know, I kind of feel those bears have become the unofficial mascots of the great PNW. Oh, dude. Just because they, they just, uh, <laughs> you know, they just, they're everywhere. Oh, dude. And they're, they're doing it everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's bears doing it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, uh, that was, yeah, it's, yeah, how did that all come about? It. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I will never live this, this graphic down. And, nope. Uh, so, uh, you, you probably know Ben Fowler. I mean, he's, he owns Kindness, a video production company. And, uh, yeah. he called uh-huh. this as funny. So I, I literally, I designed that thing to be like on a hat and, uh, it was just kind of this graphic I set aside. Like, oh, it's pretty funny. You kind of have to double take. And then the Lamar, the billboard company's like, hey, we need your artwork for this billboard that's going up in a few weeks. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So I just boom, boom, threw it up there. And then it comes back for like approval real quick. I'm like, holy crap, I got approved. So Ben Fowler, I sent it to Ben. I was like, because he's got a really, he might have like the same sense of humor, a lot mm. of dick jokes and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, so I believe I sent it to Ben and, uh, but he comes back, maybe we're having a conversation about it. And, and Ben's like, you know, if, if you run this, he goes, that's all anybody's going to talk about. <laughs> like, he goes, I'm going to walk into a meeting like five years from now wearing a hat. And they're like, oh, the great Pinobi, oh, the one that did the bear billboard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I hate to say it, he's like, right. I'm like, because that was 20, 
18, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. We did that. Dude, people fucking love this thing. And they're they like, we just it. keep putting it on more stuff. The underwear. We that just did just the came underwear out. for Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. but it's like, okay, whatever. It's going to make us money. Fuck out. Yeah. Put them on whatever you want, you know? Um, but yeah, so that thing, it was up, up for about 24 hours, got taken down. Funny it enough. Went viral in that time. Oh, though. crazy, dude. Yeah. It was, it was Creme 2's number one commented and shared post on Facebook of all of 2018. That was the news <laughs> of Spokane, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was it. It was on a billboard. There's two bears fucking. And, uh, yeah. So that's honestly all I really want to talk about. I think that's, yeah, right. like, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's just, that's what it is, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some laughs. So, uh, <laughs> Amongst all the amazing things the great PNW is a part of, what specific aspect brings you the most joy and fulfillment? Oh, I mean, that's easy. That's that's how it affects everybody around me. You know, yeah. like that's that's why when I look at it's it's hard to say what I've built. Like, mm-hmm. I do know. I mean, I'm very aware of like if I get taken out of the equation, like this stuff, like with the new snack company we launched with bison printing with hhr properties grapey and some other companies we're launching like it i get that it doesn't happen without me but mm-hmm. like in the same way it doesn't happen with like without my entire team you know and like that's that's what i'm probably like you know most proud of if that's the question you know yeah like, it's like how it, how it affects everybody around me how how i'm able to uh, affect the lives of my friends around me to where I'm able to provide them jobs where they thrive. They're going to do the shit they want to do. They have full benefits. They have 401ks. They have a, a really relaxed, chill setup. I mean, we have the golf simulator. We have the mini ramp, like basketball hoop, you know, we just put in a little putting green, which is pretty rad yeah, too back nice. there. And, um, photo studio and like and all that stuff like um the gym i guess the if we gym. got a full fucking yeah. gym i forgot about that pdr baby yeah so uh or no phd phd yeah, the powerhouse PDR. Dojo. what's pdr phd is what it is yeah get your phd i, I knew i knew what you meant yeah yeah get your <laughs> phd um yeah so i think i think that's the biggest one is how it affects and you know i, I love my friends everybody around me right but like how it affects my family you know yeah. like how 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 it affects my kids and my wife and their ability to do life in a, in a certain way that's different than if I work nine to five. And, you know, truthfully, it's like my work ethic has like always stayed the same. And uh, whether I was working for somebody or doing my own thing, I, I, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I always worked really hard. Um, but once it's like your own thing and you see the direct output of like what you put in and how you, if I can day in and day out, put in the hard work and make smart decisions, like that affects my family and affects the people around me, you know? Mm. Um, and like, I, 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 like selfishly, like I want to be the one that people turn to. It's like, okay, how do I solve that problem for you? How do I make this work? How do I make that, that connection, whether it's a business thing, like, um, whatever, whatever that is, like, how do I enrich the, the lives of the people around me, how to inspire the people around me. Like I don't expect anybody to work as hard as I do. 
I mean, one, I, I don't know, and this isn't some fucking ego yeah. thing, but like, I don't know anybody who works the way I do. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I will like just say, I'll fucking run circles around anybody. Like, mm-hmm. again, that's not like my fucking ego. It's because I've, I've put in the work and I it's, know that yeah, about myself. It's true. I you mean, know? from what I've seen, like, I don't. Yeah. I know what my day is. I know yeah. when I wake up. I know when I go to bed. I know everything that happens in between for my kids. Like mm-hmm. most people don't know that like <clears throat> I'll wake up at five, I'll I'll do work, I'll go to the gym, and then I'll, I'll come home before the kids even wake up or they're just getting up, do breakfast, walk them to school, and then go back to work. You yeah. know, like a lot of people just think, Oh, he probably just gets up and just goes to work and just works all day. You know, it's like I do, I work a lot. But like mm-hmm. I put a, a lot of time into my family too. Yeah, you know, and trying to balance it and yeah. yeah, you know, I think that's be able to to put my family in the neighborhood we want want to be in. You know, yeah. all, all those things is, and even like, like just one real quick. Like, I'm I'm I was super happy, super happy we were able to like make this pivot. Obviously, it was kind of a business thing, but like, so Ramsey and I were were going to to Vegas on Monday for like a work trip, and like, um, and Josh and I were talking through some stuff that he was designing, and I was like, and Josh's like, you know, I'd really like to go. It's called magic, you know about yeah. magic. He's like, yeah. I'd really like to go. It'd probably it'd really help. And like, and oh I, yeah, for sure. So I go, fuck yeah, let's just get you a ticket. Let's do yeah. it. Like, yeah, let's go. Like, it's smart to bring him, you know, as your designer, yeah. definitely. So he can see kind of the end oh, goal. Because right now I'm just yeah. telling him, here's what we need designed. Here's yeah. what you designed. But I was like, yeah, let's just get him there. And like, yeah, is that gonna probably cost us another thousand dollars? Yeah. But how much will. more will help you create product creatively, oh, right? Yeah. Like he's gonna be like, oh, yeah. Totally. Light bulb moment. Oh yeah. yeah, the ROI on him going yeah. from a business standpoint exactly. is awesome. Yeah, my personal happiness from having one of my best friends there can't measure that. Right. I mean, I've been to Vegas with Josh. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, yeah, of course. That, like, that's that's an even bigger one. So, yeah, the business, yeah. the numbers are going to work themselves out. If, if I make smart decisions, mm-hmm. if we just keep doing it, we're passionately, we're, we're pursuing that, and we're loving people, and we're good to people. We're not selfish. The money's going to work itself out. If the hard work's there, you know, um, and like just having the being a, in a, a position to do that, to take care of employees and friends, um, it it's it's the most gratifying thing I can do. You know, it's like even you know we're talking like oh like do you feel like you have a bigger purpose or like what's going on with like you know with the brand and stuff? I was like not overly with the brand, not not for. Like, you know, we're providing, you know, I'm just going to talk about the great PW specifically. Like we're, we're providing a product that it's not saving lives. Nobody needs another fucking hat, t-shirt, beanie, jacket. You, you don't, you don't need it. We live in America and we have abundance upon abundance. You do not need anything we sell for 10 years. People bought products that they do not need. We're a want. Yeah. And I know that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we can't do good for people's lives. Mm-hmm. So like, are we enriching people's lives? Are we giving people a, a brand and a product and a design that they're like, yeah, this feels like me. And they're happier that they finally have something they can identify with. Like, awesome. If we can be that, if we can make some fucking money doing it, hell yeah, let's do that. Let's make sure our, our customers feel great and overall, but like, I don't interact with my customers, you know, like, unless I'm at the store, but even then yeah. I'm not working the store. I'm just there, probably just doing something random. I, somebody else is helping customers, but like, when it's all online. So it's like my, my immediate is like everybody closest around me. Like how do I take care of everybody around me? And that's, that, that's like my biggest, the, the number one stress or like fear 
that I have like in life is that I'm falling short for somebody. I mean, that's, that's the stuff that will be paralyzed. And I feel like if I make the wrong decision, it's going to affect somebody else's life in a negative way, you know, mm. and it, it, I might not even be aware of maybe my tone of voice or, mm. um, an offhand, like, Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know about that idea. Or just blowing something off that it might hurt somebody's feelings. And it's like, in, in a way that I truly do care, but at, at, at the same time, it's like we talk about, yeah, people are fucking soft. Yep. Toughen yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. There's some yeah. of that, but like, yeah. um, but yeah, the number one thing is like that. I know I fucking grind. I know I work really hard and it is, it's exhausting at times. I also know when to like let off the gas, but like, it's extremely rewarding. It's, it's, it's extremely rewarding to be able to like sit here with you and like, just talk about this shit. So yeah. what else would I rather be doing? Yeah. Not really much at this point. Like, mm -hmm. You know, at, at some point I'll just be golfing a lot more, you know, and yeah. working less. But like, I don't want to. I fucking love this stuff. Yeah. Like, I love it, you know. Yeah, you so. love it. That's <laughs> that's something I've definitely picked up on, too. Just seems like that, like, this is just what you do. Like, it's not mm. even like, I don't know, a question to you, like what you're going to do or how you no. like what what you're going to do to just whatever you see you want to get done. It's like, that's what I do. I'm yeah. going to get it done. Like well, I, was, I, get, like, I will say it hasn't always been that way. It, no, it took, yeah. like, it took like years to build that self-confidence and be like, oh yeah, like oh, we were talking the other day. Like it took two years of doing the Seahawks collab. Like it took me being on the field, throwing a football around, like, for, like to where I even was like, oh damn, yeah, we fucked the Seattle Seahawks. This is crazy. Like and it actually did like, holy shit, like the weight yeah. of that finally hit me. Like, right. It's pretty we, wild to just be down there on the field throwing a football yeah. around. And, and that's what it took for me to actually be like, look what you're doing. You should be yeah. stoked. That. And, that, and we do celebrate all of our wins. That, that's, yeah. what, that's one of our core values is mm -hmm. to celebrate. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm always just like on the next thing. Yeah. Just dope. Celebrate, we but we're moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. um so yeah. All right. We got a few more questions cool. and then, uh. Uh, let's see here. What do you think, uh, or what do you feel is the most like epic just thing in the whole career of the great PNW to transpire? Like, do you have like one thing that's just like out of everything that's happened over the years, that's just kind of like, man, I just, that's just amazing to me. Like, I mean, there's so many for you to choose I mean, from. I, I would guess. Be like, it's, it's not even really the accomplishment accomplishments of the great PNW, but how much it's forced me to like be me, to have that self-awareness and yeah. have the confidence and the just self growth. Like, yeah. You know, to yeah. really just be able to look at life and like, yeah, life's perfect. Yeah. And it's, I know. That's an interesting it, answer. I like it, that. It's one of those things. It's, it's like, it's you. The, What's you, happened to you through the PNW? Totally, because yeah. then it allows me to be my best self to start these other businesses and like use my knowledge of yeah. business and creativity to help everybody else's life around me be better. Hmm. Like the fact that that my best friends can go to the doctor and not have to think about it, like mm -hmm. they're taken care of. You know, it's mm -hmm. awesome. You know, it's fucking sweet to know they're they're saving for their future. And I'm able to match that within their 401k. Like that that stuff's huge. It's you know? an intelligent um, answer. I like you know, that. So that, that that's kind of that's the the biggest thing of it is is that you know it's like 
Um, and it's like that, that's where it's, that's why it's so addictive, you know, like talk about numbers and money. So yeah, I, I love, I love the numbers. I love it. I'm extremely passionate about that shit. Yeah. You know, who, who doesn't love money? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, life is really fucking hard being broke. Life's really fucking hard to be on a budget too. But mm-hmm. like my, like home life, like we're, and even with the business, like we're on a budget, it's not easy, you know, mm-hmm. but like you choose, choose your hard. You want to, be hard and kind of like wishy-washy with your life and not, not put in the time and, and not budget. And I mean, that's the biggest thing. A lot of people are not self-aware of their own budget. And it's, it, even myself at times, cause we don't want to be, we don't want to be like, oh, I can't afford that. That's a little bit out of reach. You don't want to tell yourself something. You, you'll put something on a credit card that you can't afford. Like, and that's a whole other conversation, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it um, so yeah, I mean it's one of those things. Like, I, I feel but, like I'm way off topic now. But no, yeah. no, I I like where you're going. But essentially, you're saying, you know, the I actually realized this too about business. Like starting a business and uh, working on a business, growing a business. Yeah. that's all about working on you, hundred percent, growing yeah. you, bettering you. Yeah figuring out these problems that your own business present because it's only up to you to figure them out. You have Dude, no other assistance. Yeah. It's, you don't have a, it's you, yep. you got to figure these things out. Oh, so totally. that intrinsic requirement of starting a business yeah. is only going to help increase. Well, if you, if you allow it to, if you take the right approach, if you don't give up, I think that's being the biggest thing is just don't ever give up. I mean, it may be at some no, point. I was, on, I'm just going to stop right there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You got to quit. There's, there are things a, that you got to quit. That's what I was about to say. You know? yeah. like, at some point, maybe you like, need to like yeah. switch positions. Because you can you be know, passionate but, about making the wrong decisions. Like I've done that. You know, yeah. you, know you, you, you yeah. just got it. And it's like, oh, this isn't going to work as much as yeah. you fucking want it to. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, all right. It, and then you learn from it. Like, all right. I'm okay with it's shelving okay all to, this. But it's at first people would be like, well, that's a failure. You're like, well, it's not. Cause look how much I learned from doing this. And now I learned the ability to like, let it go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I just, I guess true. You may need to quit a business. Right. And I have like third kind of peril. I was yeah. just like, yeah, this one's not going to, it's not working. Yeah. It's not where it's not going to be the one. Yeah. Um, but I guess the biggest thing is like, obviously just don't ever give up on yourself, you know, like, Whatever you go through, even if you have failures, they're only failures if you don't learn anything from it and you refuse to. Dude, like, I, yeah. I, I know I say this, dude. Failures turn it into education yeah. the second you learn from it. Yeah. And cool. You 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 paid for that education with your time, your emotions. And I mean, there, there's been mm-hmm. times I fucked up and I had to write checks for tens of thousands of dollars to fix that fuck up. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to financially pay for it too. Yeah. But like, you learn that it's like way failures, for sure. You, you, it kind of goes back to like life's perfect. Dude, the, there are no failures. Yeah. It's a failure if you keep fucking doing that over yeah. and over. Over and over. Yeah, you're fucking up. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It's like you learn from those failures and then you, you've just, you're just like that much stronger, that much smarter, that much wiser. And you're like, fuck, how is that a failure? I'm yeah. like, I know this shit now. I feel like you can't, and this is something we talked about at the office a few weeks ago too. Like you can't really fail in business 
if you're just trying to move forward and you make mistakes you didn't know you were about yeah. to make. Like yeah, you don't know. That's unavoidable. Like totally. And you can't like feel and beat yourself up about making that mistake because you didn't know better, you know? And so if you look at it as a failure, it's not going to help you. But if you look at it as a lesson, you know, like, and that's where that detachment we were talking about earlier before it comes to, you are not that mistake. You yourself are not that mistake, you know? And and I think that's really important for your mental health in business because like it is so easy to tie yourself to like, I'm an idiot you know, yeah. that, that bad talk, like, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. Like you're put like, it's some of these things are beyond you. You have to like get to a place of understanding it's beyond you sometimes. Yeah. And like, you just gotta, all right, I see now. I oh. see now, I oh. see now yeah. and I can move forward and I'll see it in the, in the future, hopefully as well. Do I a hundred percent agree. And what you said about the, the negative self-talk is so, so important like, like, can I talk about, like, I, I haven't been, like, down for like, how many years. Like, I also don't tell myself, like, anything negative. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell myself that I'm fucking awesome, that yeah. I'm fucking capable. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I'm not actively telling myself that, and I'm just kind of, like, cruising by, but I definitely don't tell myself anything negative. Like, oh, you fucked up. Yeah. Because that's, that's stuff... I'm, I'm working then, on then it. You're, then you're, you're beat before you start. That's like, yeah, that's it's like goes, you so true, going man. into like, yeah. a, let's just say a wrestling match. Like, oh, fuck, this guy's really good. I don't know. You're fucking beat you're already, man. You're probably lost that. Yeah, you know, so yeah, this yeah. is that, that mental, like, yeah, you're fucking capable, you yeah. know, and it, it, it's hard because I preach at all times. Sometimes I don't practice that where yeah. it's like kind of when Tim and I were talking about, um, Tim's our, our in-house like, video <laughs> photo guy. He's funnier than fuck. Mm-hmm. He's like my right-hand man and so much stuff. But he, uh, we were talking about 2022. And I don't know how it came up of just like, like the one thing that rattled me of like all the things, like to where it fucked up a meeting that I got into. And like the other account manager thought I was mad at her is like, I sent her an email and it was, there was a whole craziness going on. This guy stole some shit in the whole office, like when caught him, it was awesome. But anyways, it was a whole other story. Hmm. But I was sending this email in the middle of all this and I sent out an email with a typo. And it went out to, I don't know, 60,000 people. And it, and I, and I, and the whole team, like my fucking demeanor, it fucked up the whole vibe of the office. I had to actually step away from the meeting because I was just so rattled by it. And what sucks is like, because of my inability to be like, it's fine. It's not a fucking big deal. Like, mm. and move on. And I even had to tell my team, it's going to be a few hours till I can get over this. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny. Then fast forward in like January, Tim and I were like, we were able to laugh about it. It's like, that's what rattled you. A fucking typo. You know, cause I, I feel like I have to keep the bar set so high. So it was and, a typo uh, just out to a customer base no, like email. 60,000 people. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, I think I forgot a word like the or something. And I even, I sent to a couple of my buddies and like, oh, I didn't even notice. But like, that's, but I let it get to me. So, in, 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 oh, it, I have that. I can, you know? have, oh, I, that, that can happen to me, man, yeah. where like I latch on to something so minute, oh, like dude. it's OCD and it can like turn into this oh, whole. Dude. You have to like stomp that shit out quick. Yeah. Or those are like in spiral. It gets bad. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I mean, that was the one I'm like, 
so it affected my entire it's team. Weird it affected somebody who yeah. works for another company. Yeah. Um, you know, they were just like, oh, what, like, what's up with Joel? And I, and I think yeah. I'm masking it, but I'm sure the fucking look on my face was just like probably sadness and just yeah. like mad at myself. And, uh, but you know, later we have to laugh about it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what rattled me. That's like, of all the things, of, we had a lot of shit go on this last year. That was the thing that did it. Cause yeah. that, one, that one was all on me. You know, there wasn't, but and obviously some other subconsciously you probably had a lot of other things that were triggered like yeah. that 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 little word that yeah. missed was just kind of the trigger to like yeah, send probably, you into it probably was that, a ton of other shit right, going on but that's yeah, the thing right. you can pinpoint yeah. it being oh but, yeah it's totally that yeah. probably was it because yeah. usually on a normal day you'd have been like ow what whatever but yeah. it, you know that's yeah. the thing like it can it can seem like it was just that one little thing because yeah. i deal with that all the time but then i'm yeah. like oh you peel it why back, am i so <laughs> pissed man yeah. like yeah oh it's crazy yeah, the oh, mind maybe, is so funny man maybe i should get a workout in maybe that's ah, all that's it the is, biggest one you know? for me dude that yeah i've realized man over and over when i don't work out enough dude i am mentally a mess. It just boosts your self confidence. <laughs> yeah. Like when you get in there, yeah, you can it does. put yourself through that pain and move that weight around and just it get does. all that energy out. Yeah. I mean, these guys know. I try to work out in the mornings because it's. I honestly, I turn the music on as loud as I can mm-hmm. and fucking. So I try to do it when nobody's there because they yeah. just hate that I fucking just. Yeah, you bang it, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yes. whoever. Yeah, Danny, yeah, yeah. You know, I've 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 realized. I mean, I do love Kanye. I know it's like yeah. a fucking trigger for some people, but like, yeah. dude, me. Oops. <laughs> I do. I love you. Uh, but, uh, dude, Meek Mill, Meek Mill has been yeah. like, uh, did I put so, you on Meek? You did. Yeah. You did. You yeah. and Grayson both listened to, yeah. to Meek. And I was Cause like, I was listening been, to Meek one day and you're like, who is this yeah, man? I was yeah, like, it's Meek absolutely. Mill, man. Yeah. Dude, I've, that's been like probably for like the last two months, like hard. Like I had him, yeah. I put him in my playlist, um, when we talked back then. And then like, but it's just more and more. I'm yeah. like, God, so there was a few months because his, he just raps about, really kind of positive overcoming shit. and yeah. like positive exactly yeah it's got the hood essence but that's yeah. what makes it so like tough dude it makes you like oh. just oh then, then my mom told me yeah, that like i was born on wel- my mom told me i was born on welfare i'm like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can relate with me <laughs> yeah. you know it's like that's more street cred not only was from hilliard we were on welfare i was there a few yeah. weeks ago you went to work out and you started bumping me i was like oh, okay yeah, dude, yeah. It's so good I was like, I wonder if he's listening to Meek because I remember we worked out one time. I think we were working out, and I put yeah. on Meek, and you're like, "Oh, this is who is yeah. this?" I was yeah. like, "Yeah, man, it, it had to been, had to been." Meek is he's yeah he gets you inspired, super and his super his way inspired. he just his cadences like oh yeah it's just yeah. not really negative or like it's not like other not rap. too not too much and it, it's definitely gotten i think less negative after he got out of that one prison stint and he yeah. got freed and he kind of yeah. was talking of you know after a uh, championship album Dude, he's so still good. a street and he's still yeah. talking i mean he's from philadelphia north side like it's rough yeah <laughs> but he what he's done in his life and like you know now sitting at the table with billionaires and like I, you know it's obviously crazy. it's helped change the way he thinks and but also still keeping it true to like where he comes from and who he is yeah. but also like he said in this like recent freestyle like i can't make nips mistake you know i can't be having businesses in the hood like that yeah because he's like it's just i'll get killed wow. you know and yeah. so but he had one I was I've been loving. He says something like, 
I'd bring a Millie to a table and chop it up based with the boys. And you're yeah. like, yeah. fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. Fuck yeah. Cause that's, I mean, we even actually do that at the great PNW. Like yeah. we have a quarterly bonus structure. I'm like, look, everybody's eating. Like yeah. you're going to go over these numbers. And if we hit these, these like everybody gets this money. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just sitting in my fucking office crunching numbers and shit and like taking it all home, you know? Yeah. And then he has this other line, like, um, it's on DC four, I think, or, uh, I think it's DC four, but he's like that one milli hit, two milli hit, three yeah. milli hit, four, <laughs> and then he's like then twenty two wow. million in its row, and like he yeah. just gives goes off. But the way he talks yeah. about making his first million, and then it just started like going crazy yeah. after that. See, this I thing, was, like yeah. I, I truly like I, I love money. Like it's yeah. everybody. Oh yeah, everybody should love money. But like that's also relatable to me. Like I know what it was like to start a company like in my basement printing 15 shirts an entire run you know yeah. like that's it like it wasn't yeah. like i've fucking grinded for like it's crazy going on 10 years now i'm like whoa like, i love it but like yeah we i'm like we're still in this it's kind of doing the same thing we just have a few more zeros behind everything we're doing you know and it mm. gives us the ability to do some really cool shit yeah I, I mean i can't lie man uh when i when the money's high i love it <laughs> i 100%. mean i like as much as like like we were saying like you can't allow that to determine your situational happiness um you can't help but feel pretty good when the money's coming in you oh, know it, it's so, fucking awesome yeah you know and then at the same time yeah. you don't let that you just gotta like, be careful with you gotta be smart there yeah, honestly you gotta yeah. you have to save your money i think a lot of people like to fucking blow their money and trust me i spend money on stupid shit but it's also because i i, I work hard enough that i i have the ability to have a little extra income just like i wouldn't blow money i didn't have like that's yeah. that's a big thing you yeah. know it's like um making sure not keeping a credit card balance like yeah. uh shit like that you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. if there's a balance on our credit card, like, well, then not going to buy those sneakers, not going to buy this, like, and making sure we're on a budget, you know, yeah. which is, it's not fun. That's one of the, I hate being on a budget. Like, yeah. ask my wife. She fuck it. She's like, <laughs> knows that about me, you yeah, know? For sure. Like, I love being able to just go out to dinner all the time, take everybody out to dinner and like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I have to have, be very self-aware. Like, that's not my lifestyle. I cannot afford to just keep fucking going out to wooden city all the time you know yeah. like that's so good can i a few times a month <laughs> yes can i fucking do it monday wednesday friday probably not in my best interest you know yeah. so yeah just having that self-awareness mm-hmm. um yeah so i you mentioned it earlier but you recently opened up your first flagship store in kindle yards yeah. um what does it mean to you to have an official great PNW curated location for the public to experience? Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's another one of those, like, I am actually really, really proud of this store. This is one that definitely, I don't, I don't have the, the full weight of it hasn't hit me yet, but it's also one of those things like we had a store in the mall and that was just like nothing for us. Like, oh, whatever. But to a lot of people, like that's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal to put a store in the mall for a year and then have employees and all that stuff. But like, Everybody, all of us are like, oh, we, we know we're going to be doing bigger things, better things. So it was just like, let's do this right now. Well, and that was supposed to be temporary, it right? Was, and then yeah. you guys continued because the numbers made sense, right? Yeah, but, numbers made sense. But it wasn't like yeah. intentional necessarily. No. So no. it probably would be kind of hard to, uh, you know, like be super excited about that location. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah. we're doing this. It's, it's there. Yeah. But 
this was like curated. This, this and... one is really, really amazing. Um, and do Mike, Mike Miller built a bunch of the stuff in there, which is awesome. It's one of my best homies, you know, yeah. Mike, um, yep, Mike's man. And then Garrett, um, who also works in a retail yeah, store. Who's on a European, European tour, tour right yeah. now. Yeah. I talked, dude, I ran I into him. Did he fun? tell you that I came by? Anyway, I ran into him at the store. He was yeah. like cutting wood out there yeah, yeah. and I was talking to him and, uh, he's like, yeah, it's supposed to open up tomorrow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, and I'm flying out to Europe tomorrow. tomorrow I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he's there that day chopping some building yeah, shit Yeah, he's like, me. I'm like, wait, this is crazy. You're Dude. here chopping wood. That's what I said. Finishing the store. Yeah. And tomorrow you're flying out to Europe for a tour? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes, bro. I know. And he's, because we were, the, we're leading up to opening the store and which we'll be doing a grand opening on the 18th. So, and I'll let you know, we're doing like a VIP thing. On, I think I told you about the, on the 17th Friday. Uh, well, you, I've heard you mentioning it, but 17th will be like a VIP thing. Friends and family open to the public, big grand opening Saturday, the 18th. Okay. I'm sure this podcast will be way after that, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we could edit it out. Uh, no, cause y'all ain't coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so like with, with Garrett, like, I had all these things in the store that I, yeah. I just had a vision for, which yeah. was really hard. I will say it was really hard to get to the point where it all kind of made sense. Actually, what the turning point was, I walked through it with uh, Ben Fife, who does Westward Leather. He was doing some work for us. Yep. And I know he's just a creative person. I said, hey, can you just walk through the store and just, like talk through this? And he gave me like one idea of like doing the shelf with like this hangy bar thing. And for whatever reason, like that was the thing that like, later like brought me to tears like oh fuck it made me feel like i could accomplish them because it was all in my head and like i had somebody mm. else's input whether or not i implemented that or not which i think we did implement something similar but like mm. i didn't have to do that one thing but the fact that he kind of saw a vision uh, whatever it was it, it, it was great and so um but yeah that whole story can i want to do this thing this thing this thing and i have no background in like design and retail spaces nothing um but every single piece in there is like custom made whether that's like um, Mike Miller, Mike Miller and Garrett, Garrett Soli. I'm like, Hey, I need you to chop up like 1600 pieces of wood and glue them to this wall. Yeah. He's like, all right. And you know, all these little pieces are all custom made. That, so. uh, full deer from far, oh, far away. Lovely is sick. Dude. So this is one of those, one of those things too. And what's awesome is I know Chase hooked me up. I later found, I didn't know. So Chase, if you listen to this fucking thank you, he, mm. uh, I won't say how much we paid for it, but, uh, he definitely gave me a good deal on it. He, uh, yeah. um, I just, cause he's a friend and I fucking love his work. His all work I said, so all cool. I said is I, I text him. I said, Hey, what's like a dream project of yours that no client has given you. He sends me a picture back of like that buck without anything on it. Just like the skeleton of it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like I didn't even ask the price. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, if that's my buddy and that's his dream and that's what he wants to do. Yeah. You can't really put a dollar amount on it. And I, and I knew he's going to be fair. Like I didn't think he was be like, oh, fifty thousand dollars or something, right? Right. Um, yeah. And it came back, and it's fucking beautiful, and it is. Be- and I didn't think it was gonna be, but now it's kind of one of the centerpieces, you know, mm. under that huge ass light that's up there, and like, yeah, yeah, and like every piece of that store has been pretty curated. But uh, we're still dialing in. I'm gonna go there after this. I gotta tweak stuff and mm-hmm. get it a, a little more tight. But um, and it, I still gotta build some more. Like, and thank God for like going back to how I grew up, like wrench on motorcycles and stuff like, mm-hmm. um, and welding and doing all that stuff yeah, like the skill sets. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of handholding from my brother and my dad, but like, mm-hmm. um, but my dad has a big ass shop. He bought all the, bought all, all the metal and stuff. We just, uh, welded all up. And, um, but it's, it's nice to know that I, I have family 
that is totally down to help me out. They can see what I need to do and like help me get there. You know? Yeah. Um, so that whole store is just like, I see it and I know the labor that went into like that and that thing and that thing. And, uh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, I, all my homies, you know, the floor, my, my other, uh, my buddy Chase Hooper, you know, you probably know Hooper. Mm. He did that whole floor. I just kind of like, Hey, I want it to look kind of water and it's kind of organic fucking week later, busted out. And same thing. Like I didn't ask the price. He didn't fucking tell me it was way more than I, I thought, but he did say, he's <laughs> like, dude, this is like half what I charge anybody else. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. You yeah. Know? Um, That's but it's those things like it all works itself out in the wash. Yeah. Like you, you give without expectations to some extent, you know, you give, 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 yeah. you, you know, when the time comes, like you got to call on somebody, you would really hope they wouldn't be like, Oh, fuck you. You know? Yeah. And, I, and I know, I know that about myself. I know I've never burned anybody. No, I'm not bad to anybody. You know, I don't have overly high expectations of the people around me. You know, the bar set high for my employees and stuff, but they know it and they step up. Like they crush it. Mm-hmm. Everybody there fucking crushes, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's who I want to roll with. Like that's, they, they know, like this is how we have to do things. And uh, it's great because everybody's growing and thriving and learning. I don't expect it to be perfect. Um, that's the bar. The bar is perfection. But if we fuck up or it comes short, like we give each other grace through it and everybody works really hard. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's like you've heard the saying like hard work trumps talent all day. Fuck yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, it does. But when you have somebody who's really talented and they're a hard worker, fucking game over. Like yeah. there's nothing they can't do. Like, yeah. Nothing, you know, especially if they want to learn. That's a big one. If somebody's willing to learn and they're a hard worker, fuck that, that person will be an employee for like, until they figure it, like who knows? I, I shouldn't even say an employee. They're, they're going to be like who they want to be. If they stay that course, which may be like, I truly hope that I'm able to provide a place. that's like, Oh, you crush it. You love being part of this team. indefinitely. you retire from here. Like that yeah. is my, I would fucking love it to hang out with my homies in this exact group. I know yeah. it might not be the reality. They might want to start another business. They might want to go do something else. They might, yeah. I might be able to invest in them to go do this other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be a beautiful thing. And I, we'll replace it. Wouldn't be the same, but like, I, I can talk on this for hours, but yeah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. Of, you want to, of course, create an environment where, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to own their own business. No, totally. They so, don't. So, I mean, and, yeah. and that it's not for everybody. Mm-mm. Not everybody should start a business. hundred percent agree. And so, you know, being able to provide a place where you can create a long lasting environment and friendship and place for somebody to work at that they love, like that's the dream. Like you want your employees to love working at your business. Yeah. That's, I love, if that's not your goal, then yeah, I don't know what you're doing. If the goal is money, if the goal is money and squeeze as much work out of somebody, I mean, we, yeah. You know, places that will do that. Well, it's, they only see dollar signs when they For see sure. employees, but it's like, you know, and, and I mean, there are times when I, I do miss working at seven too, because it was like, here, go shoot this video. Here's like your project. And there was such, such a sense of calm and just like, here's what I got to do to now. My life's like a fucking machine gun going off <laughs> in one hand. Like it's fucking going everywhere, you know, and I'm trying yeah. to rein it in. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. just thing to yeah. thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And yep. like, uh, yeah. But that's, that's where it is really nice. And I get it's not for everybody. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really fucking hard. You have to make smart decisions. You got to get your money right. There's just so many aspects that like could eventually make you not in business, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, the, the fruits of that, like I've never done anything more fulfilling other than 
watching watching my my kids grow up, you know, yeah. outside of being able to do this really creative thing with like people I've known for a majority of my adult life, you know, yeah. it's, it's wild. fucking beautiful. Like when, yeah. like Grayson and I, it's fucking laughable. Like <laughs> him and I, like we joke, we're like, God damn, we're doing the same thing we were doing when we were teenagers. Yep. This is hilarious. Like it's, how's this real? <laughs> It's like life's perfect, man. Yeah, it's like life's it's how, perfect. You know, so. I like that. Life's perfect, man. We're just going to end it right there. Let's do it. Life's yeah. perfect. Life's perfect, man. Um, only other thing is, uh, you know, any big events oh, for I 2023. Know. I, I saw that question on there. You, any, any you want to drop? Yeah. Obviously, we have our normal, normal stuff with the, the Rainier Party and some other stuff. We have We have a 10-year thing going on, but I know this question's going. I, I think the... If we do this rail jam thing at the pavilion oh. together, uh, we'll be sweet. That you and I were talking about. Oh, you brought uh, that one up. Okay. <laughs> I figured now this, we gotta I figured make it where this question was going. Um, oh, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to even bring that up. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I read into we it We could too edit much. it out. I mean, <laughs> no. I wasn't sure if we yeah. wanted to. No, honestly, that's probably the, one of the most exciting ones. You know, we just had a meeting this morning with, with Hoop Fest and and Riley and Rachel over there. And um, mm -hmm. they're doing such a good job. We're excited to do a, 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 a collab again we've done it the last few years but with covid it's been kind of weird but like so we have all the normal inlander events the winter party but that is something i, I really want to is uh, the rainier one first uh rainier event it looks like it's uh about april 28th i think we have a golf okay. tournament june 10th june 10th um, i don't I, the golf tournament's huge if you can get in it yeah i think it's like if invite it, only it's or invite only, invite so only like, yeah so you gotta uh, unless, work your unless you were in it last I didn't get year. invited last year. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, yeah, really. Wait, but you don't golf. I know. That's what you told me. Okay. I was like, I would have today. Okay. Would have today, man. All right. Well, see, see, this is I'm the hard just, part, dude. I want to let's make it happen. You just have to be on me. You have to just like keep texting me because I guarantee, you, like other people, like, like, hey, I want to be on the team. They'll text yeah, me. I want to yeah, be on the yeah. team next year. I, I probably was like, oh yeah, totally. That was like six months ago. Like, I don't care if I'm just the designated golf driver. Oh, dude. hell yeah. Like, Good. We got some golf carts. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that stuff. But no, I think the rail jam under the pavilion, I think it'll be super yeah. cool. If we can make that shit happen. Oh, man. Dude, how amazing. I mean, think about that. At night, lit up. Yeah, it'll be, dude, it'll be insane. It's like a Red Bull level looking shit. It'll be sweet. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, um, but I guess we're putting it out there. Yeah, That's, put it out there. You know, so, uh, going to figure it Christina out. Christina at the Inlander. Oh, actually, I talked, I did talk to Christina. Oh, you did? about it. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was it. it did, the conversation didn't go too far. Um, okay. I think they need somebody to under, underwrite their insurance or something. Something, I, but yeah. Something that's totally doable. Totally doable. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so we'll figure it out. Awesome, man. We're just going to say. All right. Well, Pavilion Rail Jam. There we go. Yep. 2023, yep. following the Snowlander event. That's what we're aiming for. There we, go. we just want to bring in the heavy hitters that are rail dogs and have a crazy competition and just bring the city out, yeah. you know, um, for the shredders. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And I'm glad you oh, yeah. were we'll get some sponsors. dropping it because I was <laughs> like, you know, do we, I, you know. No, I think we do it. I think 100%. It'll be cool. awesome. I think it'll be like unreal. It'll so. be unreal. Um, cool. Yeah, man. Life is perfect. Life is perfect. Love it, man. Thank right. you for your time. All right. Love you, brother. That's Joel Barber. I'm Bobby J, and this is City Chapters Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>